Brandon Howard. Thanks for having me, Alan. Round two. <laughs> I know. I'm excited. I'm excited. It's me like too. it's our anniversary. It is our anniversary. It is. It's our it friendship is. anniversary. That's right. We kicked it off at Trans Tech. That's right. 2019, end of the year. Shout out to Trans Tech, Nicole for Jeffrey Martin, the whole team. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. They, um, they're angels. I, yes. I, I hope they're aware of how angelic they are because yes. what they're doing is a crucial, very crucial, and I'm very grateful. Yeah. Yeah, maximizing health and well-being and leveraging technology to do so. And basically why you were there and why we interviewed you there for round one with Euphoria. And now we're going to unpack in round two more nuance around the psychology of sound. And we have an act. We have a we're going to do the app demo, which we're first so time, pumped. right? First time. <laughs> yeah. First time here in L.A. We're doing the app demo, which is pumped. I'm I appreciate it because I've needed this. Um, I think I have a lot of users or a lot of people that are curious that would love more details on this. And I uh, I, I need your technical skills to bring it to the public. <laughs> yeah. And we're right there. You're getting a little taste of it off the bat. We're going to be streaming our phone screen into the stream and you guys will also get to hear the audio of what Brandon has put together in order to actually eradicate stress and boost creativity and many more things which we'll unpack. I'm just super pumped that we have this to along with the process. So Brandon, let's let's jump into your journey. We'll start there. Sure. So who were you growing up and how did you get interested in this space? Um, all right. So I grew up, uh, I was born in Buffalo, New York, um, son to Anastasia and Eugene Howard. Um, they raised me in South Carolina and I learned, we learned pretty quickly just how different, uh, you know, an environment can be. I think it took us like, you know, one, like five minutes off the plane, one trip to the grocery store to have like somebody like ram their cart into us and just like tell us we're in the wrong store. So um, we knew that, you know, when we moved there, it was going to be challenging. But I, I had a bunch of great people, a bunch of great friends who just sort of, you know, gave me a safe place to grow up. And I think that's what a lot of people need. Um, and, and, I guess from there it was, you know, I pushed myself. It was kind of like, you know, I had to prove myself athletically, academically. Uh, and again, I, I benefited to, uh, got the opportunity to play basketball at Brown University. Um, again, pushed myself academically and athletically. And I think that's kind of when I burned out <laughs> my junior year of college. <clears throat> I, um, I stopped playing basketball. I graduated, I got a job, but I started experiencing like, just pain all the time. I was constantly stretching, constantly aching. And, um, you know, I started to, yeah, I ignored it for a while. And eventually you start to get professionals to look into it. Um, acupuncturists, uh, physical therapy, um, chiropractors, massage therapy. I was doing at least 
two of those things two times a week (laughs) all all the time and again like you know i'm growing up getting married i i go train for a half marathon that's how my wife and i decided to get in shape for the wedding and it actually um that's that's when my back went out completely i was on a treadmill in the gym and i felt like lava pouring down my spine like something had like i I ruptured a disc and i couldn't look into it until after the wedding so after the wedding like it was awesome it was fine um and the pain like comes and goes for people that have chronic pain uh and um you know they diagnosed me and told me that i had the back of a 90 year old that i had two herniations and at least one rupture and that i was on pace for another one so they sent me to physical therapy like a different physical therapist and they gave me pain meds and i think that's kind of when my emotions (laughs) kind of just like like exploded like a volcano um because as i was going through this process of trying to rehab my back and try to get back to like being athletic or playing basketball like my wife and i had just had a son and we you know, we, I couldn't, I couldn't change his diaper. I couldn't bend him over. I couldn't pick him up. Everything hurt. Everything hurt. And being in constant pain just made me really irritable. I mean, that's a nice way of putting it. My wife has been through a lot, just like dealing with like just my constant mood swings, because when you're in pain all the time, there's nothing else to think about. And what I wound up experiencing was that when you're, when you're having negative thoughts, when you're angry, like that's when my back would actually just have another like episode. Like I would just be frustrated, frustrated, frustrated. My back would go out and then I'd be in bed for like two days. Um, just like really unable to move. And eventually that cost me my job because I, I missed one meeting because I couldn't afford to miss one meeting. Um, and I missed that meeting. And, uh, you know, that was kind of like the beginning of the end for me. So I wound up, um, you know, I, I, I didn't have that job anymore. And, you know, I didn't really, I hadn't, learned about binaural beats at that point and I had kind of been curious about it but it was after physical therapy had stopped working it was after you know I had stopped taking the pain meds because they were sort of only making me angrier and so I wound up um you know looking back into binaural beats my wife was like maybe you should like you know just dig back into it and see see if there's something there because she had seen that I had a lot of interest and confidence in it and that it was looking to be something very significant. And so, you know, without a job and curious about, you know, how to heal my back, I started to build, you know, uh, I guess a business model around, you know, what binaural beats can do is incredible. And I'm using it to help me deal with like the physical pain, the emotional stress that's leading to more physical pain. And it got me to a place where I could, you know, I I could start to pay attention to what's important and how to balance that and, you know, create essentially, I guess, like a a, a just new approach to life. (laughs) So, um, yeah, it was it was been interesting. I can get into like the entrepreneurial (laughs) element of it, because, you know, once you have an idea and like that's all fun, um, you know, the first few things I pitched were more around creative ideas like books and novels and graphic novels and stuff. But, um, you know, I dealt with a lot of frustration with trying to penetrate that industry. Uh, I, I went to, I won't name names, but I went into a meeting at a very large, like uh, talent agency. And I asked them, um, do you feel like the content you put out impacts society or is it just a reflection of society? And his answer was that it was just a reflection of it. And I was already sort of aware at that point just how impactful media can be. 
And I think now everybody's seeing how impactful media can be. I mean, the messages that you get are the messages you incorporate into your reality. And now we have different groups reading different information and expressing completely different theories. Uh, we've always had multiple theories, but to, to have sort of like mass groups around differentiating theories like in the past that's led to conflict and i think right now we need to figure out a way to not let that happen so yeah the journey on the entrepreneurial side is it's complicated um because there's no real rules <laughs> there's there's yeah. there's a lot of guidelines there's a lot of suggestions um essentially it's about people with ideas trying to connect with people with the means to make those ideas a reality and you wind up you know, it's it's like it's there's a lot of analogies to dating. I mean, yeah. there's a lot of strikeouts. There's a lot of there's a lot of downs. There's a lot of it didn't work out. And and without the I think a lot of some people have that perception of whatever doesn't work is just like that lesson that you need to learn. So that way, the next time it does work. Yeah. And I always knew that was a good approach but it didn't mean that it wasn't a painful approach. Yeah, yeah. So um, if anything, along this time, I, I've just learned the importance of balancing, you know, my perspective and my emotions with the situations because, you know, I guess my life experience when, when I lose that control is when things happen that I wind up stressing and regretting like later. So mm -hmm. I've, guess I'm naturally proactively avoiding danger. I guess <laughs> it helps being six, five when I was living in New York. Like, but I, I also knew when not to ride the train, what neighborhoods not to go to, like where the violence was. And, you know, I, and, and eventually the funny thing was I kind of dictated those places based off like music. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure Ice Cube said, if you ain't never been to the ghetto, don't ever come to the ghetto. And I'm just like, well, I'm from the suburbs. I don't think they want me. <laughs> so but at the same time, I was like, we really need to figure out how to get along. Yeah. And, yeah. and if anything, I've learned just how artificial media can be, yeah. which is why I gravitate to the, to the truth seekers, to the, to the reporters that have their finger on the pulse of what's important to the documentarians who are willing to spend their last dime on a message that is more valuable than, you know, the money that they get from, yeah. from producing it. So yeah. yeah, that's, that's how I like to build my knowledge base. <laughs> yeah. Woo. Yeah. So, so many good <laughs> things to hit back there. So I really like how when you talk about your journey, it's almost like this very purposeful pressure cooker occurred in your health trajectory that caused you to awaken to the importance of your own temple of the body. Yeah. And like there's that part of it. And then there's also how that led to missing that meeting that led to the job being gone, which then enabled you to pursue entrepreneurship at the same time. And you were looking at binaural beats at the time mm -hmm. as well. And it sounds like your wife also kind of gave you like a little nudge and was like, you know, get pursuing in that kind of stuff, which is good. It's always really important to have that, that, that couple that acts as a flame and then together. And then also that you were, you kind of had like a synthesis perspective regarding like you said, you were doing chiropractic, acupuncture, all of these. You're drawing from all these different physical therapy, all these different fields in, and you were seeing different people, and it was like, what's actually helping my body truly become the temple and healing 
what I need to do, decreasing my stress, increasing my creativity, my familial abilities as a husband, as a father, etc. And so I really like that the I really appreciate in the stories when the pressure cooker really tells the story well about why you're where you are today. And in this case, it totally lines up. Well, yeah. Yeah. It's, I, it, I probably have curated that story because of sort of the self-reflection required to yes. get rid of the, the, what was triggering the, the negative thoughts. Um, ultimately like 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 we were getting to is how where your thoughts are is pretty much it dictates your experience and so um when you're feeling physical pain like that's kind of like all that you pay attention to and so to get past the pain you kind of like and and when everything like on the exterior isn't working for you like the last option you kind of have is to like just look within and i was i didn't know what that meant at the time like i didn't that concept didn't exist until i saw the matrix (laughs) yeah but knowing thyself is everybody's unique path to getting past whatever it is that's creating that sort of like psychological like barrier to progress so um so yeah it's the pressure cooker all these things that you know drive your emotions um i think that for me like anybody that grew up with me knew that i was the most emotional kid on the team like Mm -hmm. i could not tolerate striking out in baseball i did not like losing Mm -hmm. anything um Mm -hmm. and so you know all those life lessons they make you angry in the moment and then you look back and i mean you can say that be grateful for for where you're at like i'm grateful for where i'm at right now with what i'm doing and and i'm grateful for all the exterior events that push me in this direction um but it's it i wouldn't have gotten here until i started to actually recognize that those exterior events were helping me along my journey and, and they were inspiring the um you know just the they were inspiring the actions like you know people's gut reactions are built up because of their life experiences and so my gut reaction was to you know when i had the injury it was like if they can't figure it out for me i have to figure it out myself yes, yes. and then when you see the reasons why they couldn't help me and like what's motivating healthcare and hospitals yes. and doctors and yes. why they prescribe me pain meds instead of surgery like all these things go into the fact that the systems we live in are incredibly inefficient. I think that's probably sort of um, the thing that I pay attention to the most is inefficiencies because inefficiencies seem to be what drive my irritation. Yeah. So when I see efficiency, like how you work, <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Really I'm impressed. That. And, and when Thank I see you. products out there that don't drive me nuts, I'm impressed. Yes. And, and I, you know, when I see business models for companies out there like Patagonia, like, those are the inspirations that that drive me to create something that can help in all the different places that I feel help is needed. Yeah. Yeah. We definitely passed a good chunk of time before we started on the inclusive stakeholding architectures, which we hopefully will um, touch on as we um, get through some of the euphoria content. So sound is miraculous and we must leverage it for those miracles and 
sound is not something to be just passive about. It's something to be actively engaged with. And so we can, we can, because you, you, you've said this, and this was really interesting that we can use positive natural energy in the bands of frequencies as beneficial as the food that we eat. Right. And so we'll, We'll explore this on the app, but there's literally different bands of frequencies for different states of awareness that you want to trigger with binaural beats. Sure, yeah. Which is super cool. Yeah, if you if you pull up the, um, the infographic that I gave you, the one for um, sound psychology. Yes. Gosh, I love this one. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. It's um, such a good one. All right, let's go in. All right. All right, so this is um this is a little I mean it's I wanted it to be colorful and bright and easy to understand for people uh, of all ages um, because there's an element to uh, color psychology and that is something that's very well studied and it's about how different colors trigger different emotional reactions in people and as sort of you as, as you look at it i mean if you just take a color like something you see like obviously like there's rainbows in the sky and, and they have these colors but within the if you look at it on the electromagnetic spectrum mm -hmm. you realize that there's these bands of color on one end and then you've got bands of sound down here on the other end and when i saw that there was a mathematical correlation like you could calculate either from sound to light or from light to sound, then I knew mm. that there was a connection that mm. would draw on what these elements um, impact. And so the first thing that I looked at was the psychology or sorry, um, the, you know, color psychology. And they mentioned how, and, and there's still studies coming out about this now. I just read one recently, but around the world, people have generally the same responses to red, the same responses to orange. Like everybody sort of feels either sort of like uh, driven to anger or driven to passion or, or feeling grounded whenever they see red. Like these are the common themes that people share um, and how how people have anxiety when they go into rooms that are yellow. Like that happened to me. I do not want to go into a room with yellow walls on it because it sort of it, 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 I have a negative reaction to it. But I didn't understand until more recently that that negative reaction was anxiety and how mm. if you have um, and, and that's the thing is that everybody sort of has to measure where they're at. What is their emotional response to a stimulus? Because that kind of is like your DNA mm -hmm. where if you see red and you get angry and I see red and I get motivated, like if we have to work on something and we're stuck in a red room, we might not be able to collaborate. <laughs> so mm -hmm. it's important to understand like how you react to things and what your emotional reaction is because that will dictate not only how you handle a situation and how your um it's essentially how your subconscious gets developed and then from there if your subconscious gets developed to react to something in a negative way you will do that your whole life and when you do that you start to get into the endocrine system and how hormones um sort of get uh produced and so when you when you look at this particular um spectrum it's it's recognizing sort of like where are you at where are you at throughout the day what what's impacting you and i know you're scrolling down um the part that i skipped um up at the top mm. was actually how you know as this uh scroll down to the middle like the yeah, food section actually uh -huh. because the funny thing is is that 
back when uh, you talk about ancient Greece, there's a lot of talk about how food was medicine. And the one thing about that is um, you can use the same sort of psychological uh, responses to say like, okay, you need to eat more apples. You need to eat more lemons. You need to eat more greens. Uh, greens, you know, to, to give you guys a quick metaphor, green is associated with the heart chakra and green is also associated with vegetables, which impact, um, sorry, your heart and lungs actually. And then the vitamins that are in, you know, green foods that we eat are there for helping you know, your blood system, your cardiovascular system, your heart and lungs, essentially. So all these people that are struggling with certain diseases, there's a little bit more research needs to be done to truly prove it. But this theory has been based off the fact that if you are experiencing a certain type of negative emotion, you're building up negative or, or stress-related hormones in that particular part of your body. And then 11 to 40 years later, you're going to wind up going to the hospital talking about you have a chronic condition because you've been stressing about the same thing for your whole life, building up that, um, just, just building up that inflammation. Like it's gonna, you're not going to feel it. And then it's going to feel like an ache or a pain. Um, it could be in your heart, your chest, it could be anywhere in your body your hormones find places to like hang out. Mm. And if they don't get cleaned out by your parasympathetic nervous system, mm. then they just sit there. So it's really important for you to have those positive moments in your life mm. because that's the only thing, a positive thought is literally the only thing that's gonna counteract the internal stress that's building up in all of us. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's, <laughs> uh, that, that's why this is so important to me. This is, this is my perspective and this is what I've found. And, and it's kept me, I haven't been to a chiropractor, acupuncturist, physical mm -hmm. therapist in at least three years, maybe four. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So you just find ways to, to get through your own problems. Beautiful. Yeah. 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 Wow. So, if I'm getting this right, mm -hmm. we've now had a period of time. Has it been like 50 years, 100 years? When did this first come to light, the idea of sound psychology? Do we know how old this is? Oh, this goes all the way back. Is this like thousands of years old? This is, the, this is the origins of human species. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay, sound in terms of biological evolution from the cellular biochemical level, yes. Yeah. But, but in terms of like so we our can... analysis of the, the electromagnetic spectrum in terms of light and then comparing that to sound and then yeah. saying that this area is associated with this style of emotion this area is associated with this style of emotion how about that how old <laughs> how old is that that's probably what maybe 150 or so 50 um, or 100 years i don't have a date on the psychology of color because james clark maxwell was like 150 years ago and right. that was electromagnetism and so we had to come up with that formulation first sure to sure. scientifically try and begin yeah. The interesting thing for me, which um, obviously I don't have the scientific background as a lot of like sound engineers or, yeah. or, or, you know, medical doctors and professionals. So for me, it's always a challenge of like trying to convince people like why I did this and like why it's right. Yeah. Because I kind of skipped a lot of steps in order to test the theory. Yeah. I, I read a lot of things and it felt like everything was aligning to where 
this can have a positive impact. Yes. And so that's when I, I used it on myself. I asked a couple of friends if they were interested. I would ask people if they wanted to buy into this. That's kind of also how I learned sort of the, the importance of introducing something to the audience. Um, Cause this is very similar to me and it's very similar to a lot of other people because I have also done a similar process in terms of synthesizing from the peaks of the fitness landscape, but I'm, I'm going to have a theory on, on consciousness and metaphysics, mm -hmm. but I'm not going to tell you about the, uh, uh, Tony Oni's, uh, integrated information theory or Stuart Hameroff's correlates of consciousness <laughs> and microtubules. You know, yeah. I know those at a, at a abstract level, but I'm not going to dive into depths. So I, I hear you in a lot of sort of like synthesis entrepreneurs. Yeah. They're not going into the depths of what a physicist knows about this type of things. Yeah. So but, just at an, I just want to take it at a, at a, at a level in terms of like you first started seeing the possibilities of this being used for triggering uh, states of awareness mm -hmm. in the last couple of years. Yeah. Okay. So I would. And are other people doing that too? Like, tr like binaurals for states of awareness. Good amount of people now are. I would say that I've seen a couple of companies that are using binaural beats. Binaural beats themselves are good for getting you into sleep mode, meditation mode, relax mode, focus mode. That's what binaural beats do. Okay. The way Euphoria creates their binaural beats, we use the psychology of color. And that allows us to sort of map um, mathematically the frequencies of sound to the frequencies of color. And so that mathematical bridge okay. allows us to do like, it allows us to prove it to a point because on the vibrational side, the sound side, that practice has been mostly established by uh, monks. Um, oh, interesting. So that goes yeah, back, yeah, yeah. to so monks. To monks. Monks have yeah. been using sound as a healing modality, going back to their origins. And I think the Egyptians as well in their like yeah. big chambers. That's what of I was. Sound I was getting to that. Yeah, we. Were, I don't know if you know the other sort of. Yeah, spiritual traditions were, have had been using that style of yeah. I see where you're where you're getting at. Okay. Yeah. So ultimately, yeah. they um they have Egyptians had these healing chambers, and the healing chamber where people would go and lie down, they would be connected to all the other pyramids that were nearby. So each pyramid, their individual shape was generating a unique vibration, and they were channeling that sound to the healing chamber. Yeah. So that taught me that they were channeling specific frequencies in order for specific effects yeah so looking into that knowing that monks were That's using so it seeing yeah. what um you know just sort of like a lot of the, the ancient philosophers like a, a lot it's of them touched on both we, sides it's crazy how we forgot how to fish in this case did we be in this case we, we were our ancestors were potentially oh, I know, trying right? to pass yeah, yeah, down yeah. to teach us how to fish using yeah the frequencies are frequencies there just and, use sound and, and like this is what we're doing buried and, and forgotten about because yeah you're right it's there from thousands of years yeah and I, I mean you have to look at ancient greece because they were the ones who were bringing that knowledge from egypt and they had it and they even knew they even used food as medicine like they talk yes, about using it yes. and then we yes. somehow gravitated to the hippocratic oath of not paying attention to sound or food <laughs> mm -hmm. and 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 for me i didn't take the hippocratic oath of do no harm i just 
found that sound is less harmful and I would love for doctors to do less harm <laughs> yeah. with sound. Yeah, let's identify, like you were saying in the earlier part, all of the alternative forms of healing that are available to keep us in peak homeostatic capacity, like 18-year-old bio-rejuvenation levels uh, throughout our life for longevity, but also in terms of nudging us creatively towards our North Stars and towards lower levels of stress. And what you were just mentioning a moment ago in the psychology of sound graphic, uh, here, I just wanna walk people through kind of what is going on in your app. So, you know, when you guys open up, when you guys open up the Euphoria app and you're, you can download that in the link in the bio below, there's the, the iOS download link down there. Highly recommend giving this a go. It's free. It is super on point for all of these different ways that you want to feel what you want to boost while you blank. And it's awesome. In this case, I've went and selected uh, a couple settings, but I'm only going to show you what the center portion looks like. So when you click the middle part where it says and boost my. Okay. So when you click that, you begin seeing the and you can walk us through yeah. this. Part. Yeah, absolutely. Because this is what we were talking about a little moment ago in the psychology of sound. Right. So um, just starting from the top, you can see like the solfeggio name right there. The solfeggio frequencies are, you know, that is the element of euphoria that delivers the emotional impact. Um, and so the solfeggio frequencies, like, you know, that is what was largely used by Gregorian monks. Um, and, and for me, when I realized that meditation was something that could improve my health, um, I looked at the, the people who did it and I started to understand why they did it. And monks have that resilience because they, they hum, they chant and the hum mm -hmm. that they make resonates internally with the different organs that they have in their body. So humming at 396 is going to vibrate your root chakra, but humming at 528 is going to vibrate your solar plexus. Mm. And so you don't even need to know the mathematical frequencies. You just need to adjust your hum until you feel the vibration in the right spot. And this is, is this why in the lineage of specifically the, uh, the, the Indian traditions that, the mantras are very popular and the Om and all of those other sort of layers on the chakras of where to right to use the frequencies at. yeah and, and it's the chakras is the sort of the origin from the eastern cultures to my understanding like mm -hmm. understand that i grew up in south carolina in the bible belt none of this stuff was ever spoken of i think i heard the name yeah. buddha once and it was probably from yeah. like a wu-tang song yeah, yeah. no kidding bro <laughs> right. this is why did it take me 26 years to learn what sat chit ananda was you know existence consciousness bliss why does it take that long why are we not taught about these concepts in school this I mean, type of stuff yeah it's it's an educational thing i think yeah, that we, it, will. We, we will we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll get there we'll get, yeah, we'll get there we'll, that's the future we'll, we're we're gonna we're all pioneering that with what we're talking about on the show and stuff yeah yeah but okay. ultimately it's um in the east it's chakras or, or in some parts of the east it's chakras in the west it's the endocrine system like we have glands in all the same places that these chakras are um as are listed and essentially it just shows that chakras were just ahead 
in terms of knowledge and wisdom. And so we're just catching up. And the people who incorporate this into their lives, they, they experience the benefits of just being calm and just being relaxed and, and enjoying their environments. Um, so in, in any case, the way you can use uh, this app to get there is to first, um, there, there's a few ways. Like some people who want to use it for you know, like athletic related things. Mm. Um, we can get to another, uh, maybe we'll do that one last um, because we can jump to another uh, document I shared with you. Oh yeah, um, let's do that now, right? Um, no, we'll, we'll talk oh, about this. This first? Yeah, okay. this first. And, and just to give you guys an, an idea, this is like, Holy cow! We're we're talking. Look, li, li, here. Listen to, <laughs> listen to the range: vitality, creativity, willpower, love, self-expression, focus, consciousness, pain relief, cure all, vigor, rejuvenation, and we're and we we haven't even hit sort of the main themes that when Brandon Pop published his white paper just a couple days ago, that his main themes that he listed in it were that he's aiming to tackle with. Euphoria, insomnia, anxiety, depression, stress, burnout, sports recovery, creativity, focus, pain management, heart rate variability, ADHD, meditation, relaxation. I mean, this is like you're, you can really cover a vast majority of the ways that people want to de-stress and boost themselves. Yeah. Yeah. And I wanted it to be flexible so that everybody could have their own experience with it. Um, I said before, I think everybody has their own unique path. Um, based off their life experiences and sort of like what their soul kind of like pushes them into into choosing and the choices that they make. So you can use Euphoria to one say I want to I want to stop this negative behavioral pattern, whether it's a thought that you have or something that you constantly do, but recognize the emotional uh, response that you have to that situation because if you can find the negative um, on here, we call it shift from. If you can find what's bothering you then you already have an idea of what you can listen to to feel better oh shift from and shift, shift to, to. Mm -hmm. okay because here the you know in the in the breakdown we have there's a the solfeggio and then there's the schumann sure and then okay so there's those two and then we have um the shift from and shift to which i think is really interesting that you incorporate that because here you have you know shift from physical pain to shift to pain reduction or shift from illness to wellness or from fatigue to renewed or from chronic ailments to cellular rehabilitation. And those are just a couple of them. And so that's really interesting that, um, that you, you incorporate that because it's in a sense, you're, you're driving people from, um, from a specific state that they're experiencing to a state that they want to go to and you make that explicit. With clarity is such a crucial thing there. That's really smart that you did that. Well, thank you. Yeah. I, I definitely wanted to minimize confusion. And this is uh, clearly something that they don't teach us a lot about in school. Um, and so... As an entrepreneur, I can say that. <laughs> that's very important. And a lot of entrepreneurs need to work on this specific thing, which is decreasing confusion and increasing clarity. And you definitely did that here in... Well, would, would, I'll give a I'll give a big shout out to to Neon Roots, uh, aka Rootstrap. They have 
um, when I when I got to work with them, um, their team there was so mindful. I love so it. mindful. I this mean, is like the app developer. This is the app developer that I worked with. Cool. Neon Roots. Neon Roots. Neon Roots. Shout out. Yeah. Roots. Yeah. Neon Roots. Cool. Um, so yeah, they uh, they helped me sort of keep this clean. Like they knew that that was the direction I wanted to go, and they were able to help me execute on that. So, um, but yeah, it's it's being able to know where you want to go it's setting intentions i mean there's so much science on the the benefits of setting a positive intention and that is how i design euphoria create your intention and then let euphoria keep you there as long as you want to be there and honestly people that use it you'll know that it's really working either when you move to different combinations or you don't need it anymore at all yes like I I don't need to create things that people need to stay addicted to. Exactly. But people will find an attraction to something that works. That's right. They always do. That's right. And so when people say, like, is it something that I could get addicted to? It's like, hopefully. But at the same time, it's something that is not going to be a crutch because you're empowering yourself every time you listen to a combo. And then you won't need that combo to get in that mind state the next time. (laughs) Spot on. 100%. Every single spiritual tradition that is worth their salt, they are the ones that say that, you know, as you try and recommune with God, you come here, you undergo the process, but these are training wheels. Mm -hmm. And so all the transformative technology that exists like euphoria, Mm -hmm. all of the meditation retreats, all of these peak performances on entheogens, what have you. They're training wheels to eventually be able to not need the training wheels yep. anymore. And then you're literally, as Rupert Spira says, is that once the journey to God ends, the journey in God begins. And so that's the idea is that you really want to be able to anchor in this, the ways uh, these and you can trigger yourself. You want to literally be in that state yourself. But it's also important that, you know, the way that this sort of makes you feel, it's kind of like revisiting a book or a movie or music after a year or after a couple months or after a couple years, whatever, is that there's new ways that these meditation retreats or transformative technologies make us feel like you can re- you can kind of re-up in a sense, back up. You can re-baseline yourself higher and higher over time. So there are reasons to also revisit, which is an interesting phenomenon. And so I, it's probably helpful um, to just show if, if if there isn't another graphic that you think is... Oh, yeah. A, I was going to say, if you could pull quick, up... Yeah. yeah, let's do it. The, okay. um, the, the Whoop Proof. Yeah, let's do it. So a friend of mine... Oh, um, yeah. Okay. A friend of mine, he is, and he's just a strong human being. Um, he is focused. He's uh, driven by a lot of things. And uh, w- what he's done for me is he's used Euphoria while he wears a wearable. And so the wearable that he has is called Whoop. And it allows him, if you scroll down a little yes. bit. How one soldier boosts recovery while he sleeps. Yeah, so he's a, he's a West Point grad. Um, and I wish I knew all his credentials. I don't, I don't understand the military, uh, to the significant detail, (laughs) bro. Do you, how do you bring your a game every day? Yeah. So what he does is 
he will create a combination on euphoria he'll listen to it while he sleeps and then when he wakes up his wearable will say you know this is how your body responded and so the stats yep. that you're seeing on this is like you know uh, listening to euphoria improves your resting heart rate uh, which is important for um, boosting your recovery uh, and and mitigating stress wow. while sleeping yep. um, and so the, the next one down talks about uh, heart rate variability and how much that has an impact on people. So right now, if you have an Apple Watch or, or any wearable device, you're already paying attention to um, how your heart rate variability uh, impacts your stress levels, how yes. you handle situations. I mean, that's what fluctuates when you feel your heart skip. Like yeah. if something impacts you so deeply, like that is, I mean, that is, that's you're feeling your heart like skip a beat. Yeah. And so when you can catch that, at a subtler level, yes, you yes. can recognize the things that will make your heart skip a beat. But if you never know that it's making your heart skip a beat, one day it's going to skip too much. And the, so, I, and just the scientific idea of the heart rate variability, from what I understand, also has to do with when you do experience higher levels of stress, cortisol, when you're in fight or flight, the sympathetic nervous system, your your heart rate variability becomes it becomes there is very low heart rate variability. So it's just doom, 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 doom. And when you're in a state of relaxation, your heart rate variability is very high. So it might be doo doo, doo doo. And it might be doo doo. You know, it might, it might jump a little bit between. So there's more variability. Well, it's, it's, I think that a lot of us expect our brains to be the best um, processor for how we're experiencing things but the heart rate variability is it, it's I don't know if it, that's more of the machine like whatever the response is this is how the heart adapts to it and I think that our brain and so a heart can tell us what we should go towards and what we should stay away from but I think that our brains wind up having a little bit more say like in what we ultimately wind up doing because as humans we have a choice if we didn't have a choice we probably only follow our hearts yeah now that we do have a choice we have to choose to follow our hearts and that requires effort if you've never done yeah, it before yeah, yeah that's right. and yeah, so yeah. there's there's a lot of tools out there that are trying to build that connection and inspire that and that's one of the things that i wanted to do with euphoria yeah and do we think that there's another graphic before we should move to sure the, so if we're, yeah. if we're, we're talking about the um, if we're going to move into the white paper let's open up that last infographic okay, cool, cool. um this is the cover image we're gonna, is it gonna, okay this one has both yeah i guess we're gonna do that right so essentially once we released uh euphoria um it was october of 2017 and what we wound up doing was we're trying to, it was an MVP. It is an MVP. The app that's out there is still an MVP um, because we wanted to find out if it worked, how people will respond to it. Um, was it truly beneficial? Is this something that requires more uh, research and financial investment? All those things that entrepreneurs have to think about when they are explaining a product to somebody that they need help from. And as entrepreneurs, we tend to need a lot of help from financial investors. And so financial investors want proof. And yep. you can give them the app and they can listen to it and they can say it impacted me, but they want to know how much is it impacting other people? How, how, how effective is it? And so I wanted to write this white paper to show 
what we found in our three years of, of this data analysis. So, so this is three years of data analysis. Yeah. So October 2017, wow. October 2020. Yeah. Um, wow. We've reached over 36,000 users. Again, with a minimal budget, it's all been like word of mouth marketing and advertising. Yeah. So, um, and I, is it probably because we could probably go through multiple demos maybe um, before we unpack the white paper nuance, we should do one of the demos for the... Yeah, 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 yeah absolutely, yeah. Okay, absolutely. Okay. So people um, can get a taste of it and then we'll explain the yeah. data from the white paper. Okay, okay. All right, so, so um, let's... Let's put, I think, um, I just want to, before, you'll tell us what to do in it. I just want to, I just want to show people that in the, when you guys do get in here, um, what, what, what you see is you see that there's, um, the I want to feel, which is at the top, which we didn't get to go over with you guys yet. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's where we have that, this idea of the, the, the Solfeggio Gamma oneness. There's the Solfeggio Gamma intuitive. There's the Solfeggio Gamma. So they're just slightly lower hertz on the Gamma. And then you have resolved. You have um, harmonious. You have miraculous cleansed liberation and so you know you can hit what you want there i want to feel healthy that that same thing like you know you can choose and then while i blank so self-motivate improve my mood relax sleep meditate you know you can and then you can do whatever combinations you want to be spiritual you know here you have maybe you want self-expression and so um and we're, what we're going to do right now is we're going to play you a frequency that happens now is there a best one that you want to start with in terms of the three that you oh. think is best? Um, well, you've got it on spiritual. Let's let's boost our love. And okay, so <laughs> I want we so we have I want to feel spiritual. Okay, mm -hmm. that's in the oneness section. So we've chosen that. Then we have and boost my. Let's go to love. Okay, so that's right here. Boom. And then while I let's go with relax. While I relax. Boom. All right. So now what we're gonna do is we're gonna play you guys. I'm going to play you guys the demo. If you can, um, Brandon's recommendation is to uh, switch over to a pair of nicer headphones. If you had headphones, the nicer they are, the more effective they'll be. Um, so ultimately, uh, what happens with binaural beats is you have one frequency playing in another ear and a second frequency playing in the other. And when those frequencies cross through the headphones in your brain, they create a third wave. So if you've ever seen a, um, or if you ever want to try this, drop two different sized pebbles into a body of water at the same time and watch the ripples bump into each other and then create that third wave. That third wave is the binaural beat. And so... So interesting. It's such a good analogy for <laughs> it. Yeah, yeah. The reason we need binaural beats is because our brains vibrate at frequencies lower than we can actually hear. And so we can't play a tone that's going to trigger, uh, that's gonna put us to sleep because we wouldn't be able to hear it. But if you combine two tones and create a third wave, you can make that third wave any size you want. Um, it can have, and, and when you can control the size, you can control the effect. And so the binaural beats are what impact the while I relax, while I sleep, while I motivate, because they can reach um, different patterns or, or different bands of frequency and the brain goes through what's called a sympathetic vibration. So yeah. 
if an external source is vibrating at a certain way, your brain's automatically going to vibrate at that mm. same rate. Mm -hmm. So if you've ever seen like, or been to a concert or heard a noise that just like drove you absolutely nuts, you didn't have a choice. Mm -hmm. That noise is just like not a healthy noise. And it's interesting talking about healthy noises because uh, the entire music industry is tuned at a frequency that is somewhat disharmonious. Like there are more oh. harmonious tones and notes that we could be using on all of our instruments on everything we listen to yeah. and that would be whoa ginormous so basically the entire music industry can shift more towards harmonious notes to be using love style notes rather than ones that are maybe dissonant and that actually take us away from coherence yeah which that that's a huge thing if we're talking a music industry that impacts you know, over a billion people a day mm -hmm. um, across the planet, like that's that, a huge deal. And then you get into, you know, the psychology of we're talking about a lot of words when we're talking about, you know, sound and color and the words associated with them. These words have the same impact that the sounds and colors do. And so we would need a linguist to actually explain yeah, the origin yeah. of sound and how they correlate Fair. and what no, what, what sounds get made when you say a certain word. Because, um, you know, yeah, getting into a silly metaphor of magic, magic is about casting spells. That's right. And That's creating right. words is about spelling. S spelling. <laughs> That's right. And words so, are spells. So, so what you say, what you think, it all really matters. Yeah. However, as humans, we have to, we have the ability to take in what other people say. That's right. Like sticks and stones can break bones, but words never hurt. But that's if you don't let the words hurt. Yeah. yeah. And I think that, you know, for a lot of people with media, when you watch TV, when you listen to songs, you take that as reality yeah. and you believe those words and, and how those people feel and what they think. And you, if your brain is vibrating to that, it's taking yes. it all in. Yes. It can't help but create that reality. Yes. And you have to explore alternative perspectives in order to overcome those things. So yeah. I wanted to create something that could help people, you know, take that step and, and realize that they, um, they have the control over their own health if they want to control their own th thoughts. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and we, we talk about this in high level perception in chapter two C theory as like a neural real estate so that you're literally allowing into your consciousness, into your awareness, this input stream and for you to be very vigilant about don't allow that hate and allow that love in and then also cascade out love if these sort of ideas can be proven at a deeper level about the person that goes to their plant every day and says i love you i love you i love you and that style intention versus the one that's i hate you i hate you i hate you and that style intention and the different way that a plant would blossom versus not just like a human will blossom versus not yeah and so that's the main analogy in in um, the first part of of high level perception and so you know here we have set an intention you know, mm -hmm. like brandon's teaching you we're setting intentions and so in this case our intention again is set to feeling spiritual boosting our love and while we relax so again if you can have a nicer pair of headphones here or if you want to re-listen to this later put on a nicer pair of headphones so that you can actually hear this and let's go ahead and do the demo so, so here generating frequency and there you go you hearing it I'm hearing it. Beautiful. 
So um, I've been meaning to answer your question about the difference between Selfeggio and Schumann. Yeah. So the Selfeggio tones, we talked about how the monks use them, and um, they're good for emotional balance and everything else. The Schumann resonance was a, another scientist who was studying how, um, even like just how bodies, even out in space, like the size that they have, their circumference, and, and how they interact, like they essentially generate a frequency. There's a frequency, like the Earth vibrates at a particular frequency. And he, I think he did one of the studies where he took like a bunch of students and he forced them to live underground and he monitored how their behavior changed because they were not exposed to the same frequencies as they would be above ground. Super interesting. And so um, essentially what he, what, what he describes are the different sort of um, frequency patterns that nature feeds off of. So there's a 7.83 frequency that DNA seems to replicate off of. So that's the rejuvenation frequency that's on euphoria. Um, the cure-all at... One, one more time <laughs> with that one. We just breezed by that one too fast. Okay. So the earth vibrates at 7.83 hertz. Yes, this okay. is considered a Sh that. Schumann resonance. That's the Schumann resonance. Ah, okay. 7.83 hertz. Yeah, I saw that when I was looking up data on the... I believe on the electromagnetic field of planet earth and the way that the solar our sun interacts with it and the earth is actually at 7.83 and you can actually kind of tap into that as well and yeah. like if you do tap into that then you have potentially a little bit more of like a clear channel or a clearer uh, antenna if you will uh, that's rather than maybe being at something that's not as harmonic with the planet well you could look at like lifestyles the those that are living in nature those that um, meditate with it and relax to it and they feel better when they're in nature because everything in nature is growing at that same 7.83 hertz that's impacting its genetic existence. So everything on this planet feeds off of whatever vibration the Earth has. And when I saw this on a documentary and it, it was in a lab and they were showing DNA, like replicating, I was like, well, clearly I need that for my back problem. Exactly. And so I, exactly. I just had to explore it. And I don't think I'd be sitting here if it didn't work. <laughs> Interesting. So is the idea that if I do undergo a binaural beat at approximately 7.83 hertz, my, my entire essence will tune into that, and that is at the Earth's uh, same... Uh, the, it's like the same uh, frequency essence of how the... Like how the plants actually blossom and how the the sort of um, human that you said it's the actual process of like cellular mitosis like the DNA replicating itself into so you can actually potentially birth the f new cells that are less pathologized type scenario well look at look at look at animals look at snakes look at salamanders like the ability to regrow lost limbs is something that a lot of scientists believe that humans should be able to do yep. and the reason we're not might have to be i don't know is it based off lifestyle is it based off like because we have consciousness we might not believe it so it's harder for it to happen um there's there's so many examples of you know things in nature continuing to grow whereas humans have an expiration date 
And so we have to evaluate, like, how do we live compared to how do other things live? Like, should we be living like elephants? Like, we, we, my wife and I got to ride elephants on our honeymoon. And, you know, they talk about, like, if you take slow steps, if you look where you're walking, you pay attention to the food you eat. Yes. Like, you, 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 you walk, you take care of, like, your, your younglings. Like, yes. you follow them around, you teach them, you let them explore. Like, all the things that elephants do are the reasons they live longer. Yeah. And, there's, and they're all things that humans could do and we don't. And the ones that do live longer and they live happier. So that's, uh, that's why I think we should be taking more cues from nature. Yeah, yeah. Amen to that, especially how we are figuring out more and more how to do that style of in chapter six in high level perception. We talk about the AI coach and how more and more we're going to have a data fusion of our biometrics and we're going to be able to retain that youthful homeostatic capacity. We can take more and more of what nature already does and we can actually potentially leverage like we took GFP from jellyfish and channel rhodopsin from algae and how we're uh, potentially we can even monitor more and more how to uh, be at more enlightened states of consciousness that we can see in animals and that that's a really fantastic idea i think it'd be helpful maybe if for a moment mm -hmm. we turned up the vo we stayed silent and turned up the volume and let people just tune in for maybe like 15 seconds on it or something let's okay let's do that enjoy here, here we go enjoy guys So in order to do that, you just, you just, uh, you can either scroll down or you can click that. And so here you see that we're doing the feeling spiritual, boosting our love while we relax. And we're just going to turn up the volume and stay quiet for you guys for a little bit. so profound even just tapping in for just like 15 seconds and then you know that it's it's a really really helpful tool you guys did a fantastic job thanks it's so good so good thanks let's, let's um let's pa let's pause we'll um so we're just really simple what happens is when you when you click the pause button you can pause it you can click play and put it back on. If you want to, you can hit the button on the left. You can actually copy the link and share the beat that you're listening to. So if you have a really good time with that one, share it with other friends. They'll get a link. They'll come download it and use the exact same one. If they already have it, they'll jump right to it. If uh, you can get a little explanation below about why this specific frequency and you can learn more, which is great for those that are more uh, inquiry minded that want to actually dive into some of the science and spirituality at a deeper level. And then when you click this X button, what happens is, you know, you see how long you were listening to and you can give feedback. So was that helpful? And then boom, you just jump right back to the, uh, to the same, uh, home screen that you saw earlier. And so 
now what we can do is since you've listened to one we'll probably play um, at least one more uh, after we look through the white paper it's probably a good time to go through that now yeah okay <clears throat> so uh, essentially over the past three years we've accumulated over 220,000 um, sessions we just call each time you press play a session and we've monitored how long people Oh, I, I let me let me preface this first of all. Like Euphoria is an MVP. There aren't any profiles that you can build on it yet, and so all the data that we have is anonymous. Um, I would need a data scientist to extrapolate my <laughs> data out of there because I know I use it a lot. So you could probably pick up on a trend. Um, however, we have anonymous data on thirty-six thousand uh, people that downloaded the app. And they have the opt-in. So um, 220,000 times or more, people decided to uh, choose whether they liked what they listened to or they didn't. And so out of all those sessions, over 80% of the time, uh, people have said that Euphoria has helped them reach their target state of consciousness. And so... Wow. Yeah. yeah 80% of the time, people have said that it has re helped them reach that target state. Exactly. And that's that's in the... Just towards the end, those data points. So yeah. Should we also show those? Or, we'll, or we'll later, get, we'll get we'll, there. We'll, we'll get, get to okay. it. So, so it's a big deal. It's a big deal. <laughs> that, that's a... You know, that's showing that the MVP is doing, yeah. you know, four out of five times is, is huge. Yeah. So that, that those are metrics that we can build a lot of confidence around. Um, so after we've done all that analysis and, and we wanted to explain to investors and to customers and to scientists and researchers and universities like sound has so many has so much potential to solve so many of our problems um on, on one hand if if, if our leaders oh yeah <laughs> were, were oh yeah in, <laughs> mentally balanced in, in in chapter six in ai coach and the second part on biometrics of awakening i purposely spent the whole half of a chapter specifically talking about what happens if the 2200 billionaires 225,000 ultra high net worth the entire fortune 500 ceos the U.S. Congress, all of the U.N. General Assembly. Imagine if all of them, we were able to detect if they were living at egoic levels of consciousness or, mm -hmm. if, or if maybe some of them are actually living at like non-dual states of consciousness and everything in between. Mm -hmm. And how if we at least had that data visualization, we could nudge people in the positions of power towards mm -hmm. a lot of our problems may in fact just be egoic consciousness in positions of power. I, I feel like egoic consciousness is the root cause of our endless wars. Yeah. Like we have been at war forever um, and kind of like oblivious as to why. And I think that that's just that's just one example. Um, but ultimately, yeah, if our leaders were, you know, mentally balanced and stable and, and all of us, we all make decisions all the time. And if we make them in a stressed state, then those choices aren't optimal you know we we wind up suffering the after effects of, of poor choices that we make and so it's important to make choices with as much consciousness as you can in order to minimize the stress of the repercussions so i wrote this white paper in order to start to shed light on why more people can pay attention to sound as a healing modality there are lots of directions that that this can go but i wanted to start off by addressing stress 
Because from our perspective, stress is the root cause of all of our chronic conditions. Yes. I haven't seen or heard anybody say anything contrary to that. And so yeah. our approach is to figure out how to navigate stress. I think stress can be good. And you talk to people who love stress. Stress like gets them motivated. Mm -hmm. it, you know, they want that stress in their, in their body when they lift and it builds muscles. So, mm -hmm. you know, stress is not a bad thing. I think yeah, yeah. when you talk about consciousness, labeling anything as good or bad is kind of the problem. And so it's more about recognizing what the there's a healthy dose. There's a healthy dose that, you know, that <laughs> for balance. Yeah. For balance. For yeah. balance. <laughs> and for, and for the shadow birthing fire and mm -hmm. all these different types of things. Yeah. For sure. Healthy dose. Yeah. yeah. And so yeah. for me, when I was in pain, I was living way below that threshold that we saw on the other chart. Like a lot of my emotions across all the colors were just negative. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. the only thing you have to, to pull you up are the few things that are, that are positive. And so I would listen to euphoria and shift the negative into positive and slowly start to remove a lot of the you know the things that were stressing me out um even just the perspective of you know politics like I, on one hand i stopped watching the news yeah. but eventually it's just like people are people we've all been in this for a long time we're trying to figure it out there's no reason that all of you know new york wall street and dc knows everything that we're talking about right now but what's important is that they want to find ways of doing things better. And I think that there are people that are driving us in that direction um, yep. that are in positions of power. Yep. And I think that Amen. they're the ones listening to people like yes, you yes. tell them and you <laughs> tell yes. them like where their attention could be and how much better it would be for us, for everybody if their attention was there. That's right. The guests that come on the show are the ones that I really do feel like are the essence of the future trajectory being guided to in the most benevolent direction possible in the most flourishing direction possible where every seed of a human gets to maximize its creative fruits in the world because so it's possible it's possible it's and it's our evolution is very clearly moving away from violence and tyranny and malevolence more and more towards um, prosperity and flourishing and genius visionary entrepreneurs artists leaders and so when then the more awake we become in terms of our enlightenment and our progress towards higher states of consciousness what occurs is we recognize that more and more and we become in service to that god consciousness to that christ consciousness buddha Lao Tzu, confucius level consciousness and that's when everything we do butterfly effects out in the world with that golden <laughs> yeah yeah let so. me get a fist pump for that one. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah. that was you. that was perfect thank you i was exactly that's that's the truth and i think that you know um, we we talked about something earlier and you might want to preface it but it was how um you know there's a lot of different cultures in society and you know each culture is typically structured around a belief system and there have been belief systems that have been around this kind of information and and this and this you know i call it wisdom and sort of connecting with spirit spirituality at a higher level um and my experiences were driving me in that direction I 
you know, it was it was the exploration. It was looking up people like Socrates and why was he studying like the ancient mysteries and what yeah, were those ancient yeah, mysteries? Yeah, yeah, Where did those yeah, come from? Yeah. And what were they talking about? Yeah, yeah. And you can't help but like dig into Egypt and, and Egypt talks about Atlantis and yes. Greek talks about Atlantis and yes. what was going on there. Yes. And and you realize that there are just have been like obviously there's the you know the Buddhas and the Jesuses and all the real spiritual leaders that we just know. Like they're just everyday names but there are a lot of people who have had similar experiences to them yeah and the information that they bring that's right is a big part of that like the truth about the wisdom that humans are 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 benefited to know that's right and it's not it's not secreted away we just needed the internet yeah (laughs) we couldn't get there it's so interesting how in modernity there will be people that take what can be at times six months or a year or more to try and sponge up all of the profundity of those greatest states of consciousness Mm -hmm. and then they try and like anchor it in civilization coming down from the mountain Mm -hmm. and so it's so interesting that when that process happens there's almost the the process of consciousness in a sense will attempt from in the reflection as other people see that there will be certain people that recognize that and see that as such a unique gift that they can like learn from and, and whatnot without needing to maybe go to the mountain themselves. They'll just take the experience that they can get from that, from that anchor. But then Mm -hmm. there's also the people that will stay so veiled and they will do their best to say that their gifts, those aren't real. Those states are don't listen. Stay entrapped in the economic machinery. <laughs> keep, you know, keep being a slave in the machine. And and so it's so important to realize that those your nuggets of wisdom, your gold that where you're sharing it with, who mm-hmm. you're sharing it with and how you're sharing it and we have so much data to unpack. We should <laughs> let's, yeah, 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 let's do right. unpacking. So let's go to the first maybe. Yeah, okay. So here's okay. Yeah. So, yeah. So, you know, there there are a lot of things that I wanted to talk about, you know, proving this is kind of felt like writing a high school paper where you're just like proving math problems. And, you know, for us, we had to touch on a lot of different aspects in order to, uh, you know, bring this together. But we wanted to keep it really simple. We want to keep the app simple. We want to keep the the conversation simple. but scientists and, and, and investors, they want a lot of details. So uh, ultimately, this paper was uh, an attempt to simplify this mystery around the power of sound. So, um, you know, obviously, we I think we've been talking about the problem uh, about, you know, sort of where our consciousness comes from, sort of how it's guided by the media, um, which is essentially just saying, like, you're asking some guy who grew up in some house or some woman who wrote some book because she had some experience and that experience also ultimately becomes like your your reality like the entire midwest was the little house of the prairie and we had no idea that a lot of the stuff that's happening now even existed there because for me growing up like in south carolina my worldview was small so as i got to brown university and expanded it i I started to understand um just how many different factors were in play and so yeah, we, we highlight, um, you know, just how just how much stress has been driving the, the healthcare system into oblivion and how the economy and everybody individually is struggling as a result of it. And so th- this has really been about how do we 
impact healthcare? How can we talk about um, the importance of psychology and addressing stress? And how can we like bring in new methods compared to you know what has worked on some level, but we clearly need something that's a little more scalable to address you know, the, the 70% of the population um, around the planet who was struggling with stress before COVID. I saw that since COVID, um, we've actually shot up to about like, like the, the, the spend on wellness has shot up eight times. Like people are desperate for solutions just to feel better. An 8x increase in eight, wellness spending since yes, COVID? Yes. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Shout out to the Yang gang. Um, Andrew Yang. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. For sure. Actually voicing lots of our most important yes, yeah. things moving forward. Yeah. 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 Um, oh, yeah. And focusing on wellness as like a biomarker, basically. Yeah. That's exactly. A, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So from from me, like I, again, graduated from Brown University with a degree in business economics. So I kind of have melded my mindfulness with my approach to economics. That's right. And and really, if we can address chronic pain, like one, a lot more people make a lot brighter decisions that can allow them to be more inclusive about the entire ecosystem that we live in. Like the people, um, you, were, you, were, you were talking earlier, and that's what I want to get to was, um, are you familiar with ESG? Oh, one more time on the acronym again. ESG? Yeah. Anyway. Environmental Social Governance. Oh, Environmental Social Governance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So okay. that is about um, what corporations are doing to have a, a more positive impact on their environment, the people that are there, yes. and and the paths to um, you know manifesting the careers that they're that the employees want. Yes, and so there's a huge drive for this, and, and it's something that I'm passionate about. And we're seeing that companies that invest more in the well-being of their employees, yes, ultimately improve their bottom line. Yes, yes, there's exactly the, the return exactly. on investment is eleven huge. to one. Eleven um, to one, yeah, according yeah. to Duke. Yeah. The, the Duke Aetna study, um, but more wow. and more, more and more data is coming out about how uh, they're reducing downstream healthcare expenses at the business level um, for the individual, for uh, the family unit, and even yes. and the potential for an insurance company to save a thousand dollars on every single one of their members. Like that seven percent, the seven percent that they save. Is it's just it just magnifies in terms of the number of people that they can save from having these unnecessary expensive readmissions to hospitals. It's it's just the systems that we have are so there's there's too many incentives moving in too many different directions, and, and there's a lot of perverse ones and the ones that are you know shout out to Vivian Ming from 2000 and around 15 that introduced me to the concept that you're talking about right now which is that all of these interventions towards our maximizing our health and well-being actually have massive compound downstream effects yeah. in terms of also financial yeah. but you can you can very simply think about this like if you do get uh, bumped in the direction of not having an explosive volcano on your spouse <laughs> yeah. um, and you trigger a healthier, happier night, yeah. you're actually going to perform so much better the next day at work. You know, your kids are going to be a lot happier that night. Um, you're going to make healthier food decisions the next day. Yeah. I mean, it's just ridiculous amounts of, so the corporations actually incentivized to help your wellness with those bumps mm -hmm. so that you become a better, more holistic a part of the, yeah, the ecosystem 
ecosystem of that company and yep. family and all this type of stuff. So spot on with that one. I love that one. Yeah. So again, um, the, the basic structure of this paper was to prove that to the individuals who want to improve their own health and well-being um, and also to uh, the corporations who can benefit from this uh, by just paying a little more attention and, and realizing that, you know, it doesn't have to be incredibly complex. Like, what I found is that there's so many wellness solutions out there. You've been at Transtech. There's so many ideas, yeah. and 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 it's wonderful. Yeah. Um. And because there's so many ways to shift your perspective, mm -hmm. and you know, I, I I had a lot of fun growing up, and I definitely used like alcohol for that. Like, and and you have a good time, but we've. I think individually and then collectively, we're going to have to look at what are the side effects of the things we're using yes. to feel better. That's right. Amen. And, Amen. and so is it, you know, is it, is it the toxicity in the product or is it just our perceptions of the product? Because you like cancer is like unpredictable. People can smoke their entire lives and never get cancer. And people who smoke a little bit can get cancer. My thought is that, is it, more of the thoughts that people have. Mm. Like I'm smoking this cigarette because I hate my life mm. versus I'm really enjoying the cigarette and this is the best part of my day. Yeah, like yeah, I don't yeah. smoke cigarettes, but fair. I'm not, sure. People do. And, and the am thing I is using this to escape or am I using it to heal? And, and I think that, better, yeah. I think that, you know, when, when you leave the, the dualistic consciousness and, and you realize the, the benefits of unity, yep. you know, you can enjoy, whatever you want to enjoy. You don't have to follow like somebody else's list. Yeah. You just have to be aware and recognize if, if you're having a negative impact on somebody else. Yeah. yeah. And, 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 and as a person, as me, if somebody else is having a negative impact on me, it's my responsibility yeah. to adapt yeah. and yeah. say yeah. like, why am Extreme I being triggered ownership. by this? Yeah. Willing. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah, um, yeah. yeah. And, and I take that into, into the work that I do. So, um, yeah, we, we designed yeah. this solution to be, you know, we wanted it to be cost effective. We wanted to prove that we were being cost effective, um, that this was something accessible, um, adaptable, and, and we want to create enough of it. So that way everybody can customize their experiences. There's 3,500 combinations for people to choose from on there. Wow. And we have we, we, we have the potential to add. You know, we can double that and add a lot more. So, um, yeah, getting into, you know, the ultimate mission and purpose for Euphoria is, you know, we believe that, you know, world peace starts with inner peace. And love that. Whoever, whoever. Amen to that. <laughs> Such a good one. World peace begins with inner peace. Ah, <laughs> yes, I love that. That's so good. And Dalai Lama talks about that. Many of the major spiritual traditions have really voiced that in the the inner world being a reflection. It ca cascades out the peace in the outer world as we do that. Yeah, yeah. And and that's why I would you know take these cues from my wife or a friend or from an event and say like, is that you know is is this one of those signs? Is this one of those things I need to pay attention to? Is this you know is this my exterior reflecting my interior yeah. and even now yeah. I, don't, I don't know if my kids are watching but you know when they do things and they say things and or or they're causing mischief and i i start to wonder is like am i manifest are they showing me something that i need to pay attention to yep. not just about That's them right. but about myself you and find so, so much meaning that way too it's so interesting yeah and yeah. synchronicities and important things. Well, it's like it, all a lesson, like a lesson for them and a lesson for you as a parent. Yeah. It's like a lesson for so many things unfolding. I thought I was done with my lessons. No, <laughs> no. no, no, no. Kids They're are. Yeah. yeah. You got so many to go. Oh, my oh, gosh. Oh, man. They don't stop until, you know, 
through your whole life they they continue so yeah they do and 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 i appreciate the lessons that they shared with me um so yeah once once we sort of like dig into you know, we talked about the sound psychology and we start to explain sort of the elements that are going into euphoria. We talk about the binaural beats, the solfeggio tones, the Schumann frequencies, and and we can keep scrolling. Um, we wanted to, you know, this isn't the most scientific paper, uh, but we did want to at least explain where we were coming from. Um, we do want to get into clinical studies. This isn't that's great. a clinical study, yeah, but that's great. that is a, a priority for us totally. um, as an entrepreneur who has yet to experience investors banging down their door. Um, we wanted to build a direct-to-consumer product. Uh, again, it's free. We want to monetize it, um, but we want to figure out how to do it so that way it's it's still available and, and we, we have a good idea on how to go about that. Um, but ultimately, we've, uh, you know, we wanted to prove, um, show people just like how necessary this was. I mean, the stats on how many people suffer. I, I like that one, like 1,312 women began suffering fibromyalgia after being exposed to 9-11. Like, wow. like in that yeah. study, they mentioned how they were either in New York, like essentially they, they looked at a hospital, saw an increase in a particular like malady, and then wanted to figure out, was there a trauma tied to that? And so they interviewed all these people and I mean, those numbers are astronomical. That's a hundred percent. Every woman who had fibromyalgia was impacted by 9-11 in that particular study. Yeah, yeah. And so it's, it's, it's really just sort of more evidence that our emotional reactions are really dictating our physical health. Yeah. And that, that is ultimately what this paper is all about is letting people know that if they want to feel better, they have to think better or that is one way is thinking better can, can bring that relief. And the importance of shifting thoughts is, is one way to do that. Um, what else do we have? Yeah. So yeah, I kind of just spoke to that point. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's your parasympathetic nervous system versus your sympathetic nervous system. Um, for anybody who's read, you know, the, the, the things that I write, uh, when you're stressed, you're, you're activating sort of one side of your physiology. That's your sympathetic nervous system. That's supposed to help, like you mentioned, fight or flight. Mm -hmm. And if you picture like, you know, being attacked by a bear, you have two options. You can, you know, hug the bear and, and, and show that you're not scared um, and, and see how that plays out. Or you can run away. Um, and, you know, just in this example, when you run away, you are, you know, you pretty much shut off your stomach. So that way you can save more energy. You're not using it for digestion. So you see that now in people, how they talk about people who experience extreme stress wind up having sort of like these other other problems. Like, you know, you have stomach issues because you've been stressing out about something. And then all of a sudden you need to, um, you know, follow other other steps. Um, Sorry. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. the euphoria report is again, like we try to put out an annual uh, explanation for how people are using the app and we're able to build sort of uh, user profiles. Again, it's based off that the actions that you can choose, but you know, we're getting a lot of people with insomnia saying like they're sleeping for the first time in years. Um, we're getting that uh, it, it's like the most popular feature on the platform is sleep is sleep. Interesting. So insomnia is that, yeah critical of a yeah issue. yeah when yeah. you and if i didn't say it earlier the reason i wanted to pursue things that could help me sleep relax and meditate were because all the science was saying that 
people who have more of that feel better. They, That's right. They, they, they just, yeah. they're happier, they're healthier. And so I've tried to unpack what it was about sleep, relaxation and meditation that could do that. And when you get into that space, you, you start to understand like your body recovers. You have yes. more of these positive hormones that are cleaning out your system. Yes. And when you, and, and when you can keep your body in balance, especially emotional balance, then you keep your system clean. Um, it, Man, people are having trouble with sleep. That's a really, yeah, it's, that's a huge thing. And yeah. it's because their sleep, it's because as they're going to sleep, they're, they've got a million things on their people mind. People are really, like <laughs> Jamie Wheel was on the show and he goes, people are excessively ruminating in their default mode network. Yeah. That's a really great way to put it because you have people that have never practiced any kind of meditation or mindfulness or any sort of just you know, ability to calm themselves down or peace or joy or, or taking bliss. a breath, taking the breath. And all of those do the similar style process, which is they help you go to sleep. And so if you've never, ever done any of those, oh, my goodness, you're just going to be like, you're, you're going to tie yourself out to be able to go to sleep. And, yeah. And you're going to wake yeah. up in the middle of the night and not be able to go back to sleep. That kind of There's stuff, so many yeah. people in my life that are struggling with this and I feel like the one thing that I still need to figure out is how do you make headphones you can sleep in? If anybody's got that, like yeah. the world needs it. <laughs> yeah. um, because and, also train yourself with the training wheels and then be able to also get, yeah, but yeah, that's exactly right. to, to training wheels of like being able to sleep. I mm -hmm. heard a, there's a, a speaker in a pillow is one yeah. of the things that people have done. There's like different. Yeah. I haven't tried that. I knew a guy who, um, Nick, if you're watching, um, he was he, he knew about those, but I never actually got to have one and see it what it did. But if if that works, can you connect your cell phone to it? Because I want to yeah, know what yeah. I, I want to know what Euphoria does to that pillow. Oh, and also there's the pillow that uh, does the uh, attempts to at least begin doing EEG analysis. Oh wow! At the same there's time, a pillow for that which now. Which is crazy. <laughs> and there's a there's a uh, there's a also a a, he, a vehicle the headrest in the vehicle that does oh that. really Peter freer for your logic has that as well play attention have they figured out like why cars are vibrating people to sleep <laughs> that's interesting too yeah, yeah it's the frequent point. the frequency of the vibration yeah, of the yeah. car um there's a story about airplane pilots uh fighter pilots and they were told to adjust the dials on the propellers on the sides because each propeller was making a sound. And as that sound collides, it created a binaural beat. Wow. And so pilots were falling asleep at the wheel. Wow. So they started telling the pilots, if you like avoid this frequency or yes. if you start to draw, uh, yes. you know, get drowsy, change, the change it to a stimulating one. Yeah, that yeah. kind of stuff. So that's sleep and then relaxing is popular, meditation. Mm -hmm. So the, the funny thing about all of this is that there's a broad spectrum and there's another chart that shows it, but okay. people are using euphoria for all of these things. Nothing is more dominant than the other. Like there's like more people are using it for sleep, but, um, mood improvers are like a close fifth. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so in any case, there's just, it, I, it, for me, it proves that the app is doing what it is supposed to do. And that's creating something for everyone. Yeah. So if you scroll down to more towards like the bottom of the white paper, right. uh, we start getting into like some of the statistics and um, so we went. Yeah. So we went over and hi, I highly, highly recommend people to uh, go through the Euphoria white paper. Again, that uh, the link you can find right on um, either the Euphoria website or on Brandon's LinkedIn either. So yeah, check it out. We can also put in the bio, but 
we went through that one. So here's you gave the number. There was thirty six thousand yeah. international participants. So for for the investors that we're talking to, um, those spikes and and for other entrepreneurs that might be watching this, um, being uh, susceptible to influencer marketing. If anything, it just shows you that there's a method that will attract people. That's interesting. Um, and influencers are clearly one of those. Yeah. If anything, you don't want an app where influencers don't get you those spikes. So again, we're fundraising so we can afford the influencers to get yeah. more of the spikes. Yeah. Um, and that's, by the way, that's another big pillar of our ethos here in Los Angeles is that once we sort of build up this, in a sense, this ethically aligned team of especially influencers as well, is that we want to be able to do things like basically plug epic people like Brandon and Euphoria into them and say that, guys, this is something that's so deeply ethically aligned. There's either, you know, no cost or, you know, that's the kind of ideas that we have here. So there is a lot to get behind us with. So if you are doing more well off on the Twitter sphere, Instagram sphere, TikTok sphere, YouTube, etc., reach out to us simulation series at gmail.com get plugged into our influencer ecosystem so we can do these style of promotions they're yeah. crucial i we're, i mean our business model is spreading well-being and spreading wellness and we're setting up you know the next phase of our business to help other people do the same so I love that spreading wellness that's another really good one bro yeah thanks. <laughs> so whether it's an influencer who wants to spread a good vibe or a company who wants to you know give access to a product or or a platform that wants to optimize for um, well-being using sound and color and light whether it's a digital platform or physical one like that's the euphoria business model we can create a combination um, of sound and light and color that can shift people in positive directions so we want to help others to help the people that they want to help yeah, yeah. their customers their followers their family members themselves have you have you thought in terms of the we'll get to the evolutions of this, but in terms of playing on the screen while the binaural beat is happening, the ocean or the waterfall oh, or the rainforest, these types of things. And like, where does that rank in terms of like we can do the proper A-B testing and, and see if the scientific evidence again, clinical it's very, very important, but yeah, to get there. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, um, I guess you're asking more as like, what is, uh, like, are we looking to research the benefits of those types of like natural sounds as well? And visuals, visuals, Visual visuals. Yeah, visuals. Yeah. 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 Binaural plus potentially some birds chirping or bird or plus ocean waves. And then, yeah, the visual as well. These are all maybe interesting fusions of, well, of yeah. If you take a, like a product like calm, um, where people can sort of like, you know, yeah, create that, right. uh, audio, um, environment for themselves. Yeah. Um, the thing with the wellness space is that it's kind of easy to copy everybody. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, and so that's true. That's a good point. And, and, you know, I worked on wall street and so I've seen what competition does and yeah. you know, it, it's fine. It's, it's how our economy has evolved and, and there's a lot of benefits to it. However, uniqueness the, is very important. Yeah, yeah, and uniqueness. And we talked earlier about like, you know, the intellectual property around things <clears throat> and how if, um, you know, we're, we're basically just trying to like confine consciousness to say that only some people are allowed to have access sure, to it. Sure. And I get that, you that's know, right. that's important on a business level. However, we want to figure out a way to share what we have. That's right but keep our, our approach sustainable. Yeah, spread and, a wellness without 
borders with high data interoperability, <laughs> but keep it sustainable so that it can continue growing and flowering. Yeah. So one of the one of the thoughts we have was to work with companies like Column to make our platform mm. more algorithm based, something that can be licensed out by a company like Calm to um, increase the effect of the, of the of the experiences that people have on that platform. Yeah. So yeah, we could add a bunch of nature sounds, and and we kind of want to, um, but we're gonna give Calm the chance to work with us first. Yeah. <laughs> good, good. And down the line, it seems like this is very much so going into that that indistinguishable virtual reality immersive haptic environment where I'm just literally just going and I'm yeah. in you know ambisonics, I'm in the full haptic, I'm in yeah. the complete just that'll bring it back melting into the ocean <laughs> yeah exactly yeah, that's yeah. like super futurism and i love that stuff and it's not even that far we could get there and if we really tried we could get there in 10 20 years but we're 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 very much in a lot of different places as a civilization yeah honestly yeah. i think that you could apply that approach to professional athletes now that's right and there's a market for that which you're spot on yeah is that the athletes need the peak performance recovery periods yeah. to be like just now instant. just right into the yeah exactly yeah. yeah that's a really good point and that's how to actually get the fuel financially mm -hmm. to actually get to the 10 to get to the goal in 10 years rather than it taking 30 because there's no fuel no financial incentive yeah so that's really interesting you go into the market and then the market helps because you found the niche where the market will actually pay for it and then that democratizes the technology to the rest of the population boom yeah and that's that's kind of what wellness is doing um they're not getting the support from the healthcare industry yeah. and so they're we're kind of in a place where we're creating the preventative healthcare industry and again it's not about competition it's about the fact that without cooperation we have to create and yeah. we'd rather create with cooperation so yeah, I, you know, I've had conversations with, you know, professionals who work at hospital systems. And if anything, it was just an education on what their motivations are and realizing that, you know, our motivations are not currently in alignment. And if anything, we can build the wellness industry to be very attractive to the healthcare industry, which leads to M&A down the road. However, if they never catch on and recognize that there's an 11 to 40 year window <laughs> yeah. where they're not treating um, the mass population, then, you know, they're just going to miss the boat. Yeah. Because people are about preventative health right now. It's, yes. it's necessary. Yes. Yeah. And you guys, you mentioned this. We had the the massive numbers of submitted responses. This is what we did at the end. We hit the like button. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So when you hit the like button, we're basically analyzing what did you listen to? How much did you like it? Or, or how long you listened to it? Um, if you liked it and, and you can see like that distribution is not drastic. You know, yeah. if you look at the left, those are all the likes and then the counters to the right um, in the first chart are essentially the nose and oh actually no this is a different chart so if anything we're seeing here that um vitality is just slightly more popular than focus but oh, sure, sure. when we when we dig in deeper you'll see that the people that are using vitality are quick listeners like they're the people who are more about you know quick responses um they want they're more of the physical sure motive physically motivated listeners um but then focus you, you get into the more of the cerebral individuals willpower yeah. Yeah. um you know i use that a lot because you know you just you just have to be confident there's no alternative when you're trying to manifest something positive yeah. um 
And so this biofeedback, this one is more reflective of how, you know, 80% of the people that listen to it like it. And it's across all of the different scenarios. It's not, you know, people like one thing and not the other. It's all sort of relative. So if you look at, um, what is it? Uh, positive. Oh, oh yeah. Like, um, mood improvement versus meditation. Um, like they're not used as much as the others, but it's still relative to the number of no's that they get. Like we don't get a lot of negative no's on meditation. Um, and, and so if anything, it's just the consistency. I think that the conversations that I've had with people, some people really love it. Some people just want, just need a few tweaks, um, for us to make in order to love it as much as everybody else. What was their feedback for the tweaks that they want? Um, so some people want the higher register everything what on euphoria higher register yeah everything on euphoria is currently at the gamma level oh yeah and, oh i see and some people want yeah. like higher frequencies then than gamma that. yeah that's but can the human get yeah to beyond yeah, yeah well i don't know consciously if there's like okay. a higher level oh, i see but people have a preference for a particular tone level so if anything like i like bass and that's what the gamma range is. Oh, it's more base. It's it is the base range. It is the base range. Yeah. Okay. And but gamma, but does that trigger the gamma brainwave frequencies? Yeah. Oh, it does. That's yeah. is that correlated? That that's what you're trying to say is that this higher higher hertz it was like a couple hundred hertz and then yeah was... so if you use like like the way or um Selfeggio is listed uh like three hundred and ninety six hertz is like the root chakra frequency. Okay. Um you could listen to that at 396 hertz or you could listen to it at 449.5 hertz okay it'll have the same effect but some people rather listen to it actually no i don't know if it has the same effect it'll have the same effect emotionally but when you listen to something in the gamma range it improves your focus focus and so okay. you can add a layer of focus to whatever you're listening to and, and so that's what euphoria is you want your mind to focus on getting to that positive state of mind yes and that's what i know gamma can do and is there also euphoria hasn't went into um getting people into like the delta states of mind or the theta yeah. or the alpha states has it so when you create a binaural beat you can let's, establish let's show let's show what this uh what this looks like quick so what's the best okay so all right so just using this example spirituality it's up here at like your crown chakra and let's let's scroll down let's scroll down to the heart chakra let's go to green and let's go to, oh go to here yeah harmonious let's, let's go with harmonious okay <laughs> and then um so the thing is is that shift from antisocial, critical jealous demanding to empathic compassionate balanced forgiving yeah if we can we can choose like either hopeful or compassionate for this okay. particular example so hopeful and what do we want to boost uh let's boost our uh rejuvenation because then we'll talk about schumann in there too oh cool okay so rejuvenation that's the bottom one. Oh, that's schumann that's the 7.83 guys <laughs> get pumped that's the planetary one and then and then uh we have schumann and then with um, rejuvenation and while we let's go with uh let's go with um meditate something happy in the middle okay so I want to feel hopeful and boost my rejuvenation while I meditate. Yeah. Let's, let's, so the we, psychology of that. <laughs> yeah. The psychology of sound again. Yeah. Sure. Should, do you, should we, let's listen for like 20 seconds and then yeah, sure. talk. Okay. Okay. Let's do it. Okay, guys, it's coming. Here you go. Get your headphones ready.
Okay. Interesting. So that was that was our where we we were doing um, the heart. Mm-hmm. Okay, and we were doing um, com- was it which one did we pick? Was rejuvenation it com- while rejuvenation we relax. Mm-hmm. relax. Okay, there it is. So how are you feeling? It was so it's become the trigger has become fast enough to where it, it's just a, maybe an inhale or two and it's like it's really starting to feel really strong and um it's really nice for people to to, to check it out at at home and yeah and and give it a go themselves with, with some nice headphones yeah that's a it's a strong one yeah the um I guess there's a few things I, I guess I could say. The first thing is the next time I come, I, I, I'm going to need some headphones. <laughs> first, first of all, Alan, get your shit together with, uh, with two pairs of headphones. That's right. I agree with oh, you. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to channel your vibe because I, right. I can't hear it the way everybody else can. But with that particular combination... Um, I want to sort of explain like what's going on. So let's just say that it was a few weeks ago and um, the election was happening. If you were stressed by it, you know, you're, you're reaching out for hope. You're hoping for something regardless of which side you're on. The hope was there and, you know, struggling with something like hope or, or feeling negative about it is probably going to bring, you know, feelings of negativity like in your chest area, whether it's your heart, your lungs, whether your your breath, your breathing erratically. Um, I, I would be curious with the either global human resonance or or a collective like HRV says uh, about how people felt during that point in time. Yep. Um, but ultimately, uh, so what you can do is start to vibrate that particular part of your body back into its more naturally a neutral state. Because if you're in a neutral state, that's that's better than being stressed out and negative. And for me, I've actually tried to force myself positive, and that just created more stress. And I've just found a lot more pleasure and balance. So um, being able to bring that erratic behavior back into balance, you bring sort of like peace and ease to that part of your body. Um, and when you use rejuvenation, like you've one, you've brought the sound to this part of you and then you add rejuvenation into that. And so you've got this extra pattern happening to where we're bringing it back into balance, but we're fusing it with that same energy that the earth uses to help everything else regrow. And so you can bring that rejuvenation to the parts of your body that are in pain and you can start to heal, you know, what's, what's, not in accordance with your best health what's not in ease what's dis-ease as as everybody yeah. likes to say yeah. so i think dis-ease the diseases that we're all suffering from um can be treated by what can bring them back into ease yes yeah perfect that's right spot on for that one so, i agree yeah and, I, Okay. I think I think yeah. like so knowing that and the people that have gravitated to the app or largely or a lot of them are somewhat aware of, you know, chakras and energy and emotions. Um, we get some people that have never heard of any of it and they use it for their cold or their flu and they and they got better. And so, um, again, like you can see here that bliss was the number one thing that people wanted uh, most of. Um, 
you know, shout out to my mom. She was probably the first one that I talked to who gravitated toward listening to Bliss every time she went to bed. And when she yeah. woke up, it was it was like the best morning she ever had, like every time. Wow. And she's taking breaks from it, you know, as as life moves on. And she just emailed me recently saying that, um, you know, she she, you know, work, it's challenging. And and during covid with remote working, she works with a lot of um a lot of individuals who, you know, aren't younger, who use technology all the time. And they're a little bit more stressed out with like having to work in this kind of environment. And so it's, it's just a lot of, it's a lot of stress on an individual and a corporate system and everybody else. So, you know, knowing that I was able to like get her back into a, a better place to function and to work is, you know, testament to, you know, what sound can do. Yeah. So, yeah. I, you know, I'm happy being a facilitator of sound, but sounds way bigger than anything I can put together. So yeah. I'm just trying to understand it and share it in the most positive way that I can. Spot on. I, I, I'm a big fan of Bliss on Tap as well. I'm hitting Bliss a lot. Yeah. Yeah, and so we're starting to develop sort of like character traits. So we've got our, our power listeners um, and they're, you know, the power listeners, the people that use it the most, they tend to listen to it in spurts of like uh, like the eight minutes. Um, or sorry, no, 30 minutes. Uh, whereas, I, I, need, I need a closer view of that myself. But um, we're seeing that like, uh, you know, the, the three things that jumped out the most were people gravitating to sleep. Um, they listen to it for about eight hours at a time. That's, that's the heavy bulk of the users. Uh, the power users, they use the app the most. Um, however, they tend to use it in like 30 minute spurts to sort of say, this is the mindset that I need to get into right now. And I want to listen to it before a meeting, before I work out. Um, so a lot of different scenarios there. And then the other heaviest are the one minute users. Yep. Now yep. there's, there's two ways that we can look at this and, and that's I the bliss on <laughs> tap. Oh, oh, that's a funny one for bliss on tap. Yeah. Yeah. To just tap in quick yeah yeah and so people are just um they're, they're just jumping in and you know I, at first i wondered if it was just people um clicking into it for the first time and and listening and then canceling but there's so many people that seem to use this pattern over and over again yep. like they're just quick hit bliss quick hit vitality quick hit rejuvenation yes and, and and then that's and they're good to go and that's what we were talking about regarding that sort of catalog of of immersive virtual worlds that are indistinguishable that we can tap into for healing for athletes or for yeah. rejuvenating for people that are doing creative work. Yeah, yeah. And it's super automatable. Um, if that's a word. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because you know, we're, we're, we're working on a few things with, uh, you know, we're taking these algorithms and we're applying them to more real world scenarios. And one of the projects that we have is called age well. And, uh, my co-founder Ben Simon Thomas on this, um, He's been wonderful to work shout with. Shout out. Shout ben. out. I mean, ben. like Ben, Big cool. Ben. Big Ben. Big Ben. Shout out. Love Big Ben. ben. Thank you, Ben. Euphoria. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So he's been working with us and we've been able to like design these algorithms that uh, it can essentially like if you just put your phone in your pocket and it just listened to like the words you use oh, or, or it or really it, interesting or it yes. analyzed your text messages that you send out That's or, or what yes. you're doing on social media or the articles you read, the content you watch, like yes. we're building algorithms that can score the subconscious impact Amen. of media content. I love that. And so it's really about how enlightened are you? <laughs> I, I just, I just, I just straight up. That's, that's the that's question. Where, that's where I always go with this kind of stuff. Like I have so many hypotheses. I just posted like a couple, like a week or so ago that I think that likely the 
the higher use of the prayer emoji and the heart emoji is probably higher states of consciousness oh yeah um, that's definitely worth so, pursuing so yeah. worth pursuing and that's yeah, gratitude if gratitude yeah. if you're if you're receiving those sorts of of like clickbaity aggressive hatred driven uh, hit pieces um you're likely of a lower you know you got to archive that those codes and go to the higher yeah 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 so yeah. that's a really useful insight that kind those kind of algorithms i love that we should we should talk about that. Maybe you and Ben both come on and we can unpack that. That could be a fun one to, to do. Absolutely. And that could be another huge benefit to Euphoria as well as seeing that kind of data. Well, as an entrepreneur, it's like we, it would be great if we could just like launch Euphoria as like, you know, the next Headspace or Calm. Um, yeah. But the yeah. process to do that, you know, it looks like Headspace and Calm like blew up overnight, overnight but, it's, but it's a five year, 10 year, like journeys. you never know how long. Always journey. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. so, we feel that until we get to that status, you know, we're proving our case, we're building the products that we can, we're, we're collecting revenue or investments, however we can, and we'll get to that point. Totally. So for, for me, it's, you know, that drive of like, you know, the sooner, sooner this happens, the sooner that happens. But ultimately, um, it's just about being flexible. So if, if what we're doing with well takes off before what we're doing with euphoria, like we're still applying the oh, same concept. H well, age well, yeah. Eight. Age? Yeah, like getting older. Oh, A-G-E, age yeah. well. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so interesting. It's, it's a platform to help um, aging adults. Yeah. Uh, one, find product solutions and concepts about wellness that can help them with their individual lives. Um, we can sort of help, uh, you know, if, uh, if you were to text us and say, you know, I woke up this morning feeling like these kind of things, then we could recommend TVs, like TV shows, movies, books, articles, exercises to help them improve their balance yeah. um, or their emotional balance. And that can be done by them through technology. It can be done th by their caregivers. And then the only technology that aging adult needs is just the SMS text message. So if they can handle text messaging, yeah. we can tell them all the things that can improve their day and as they experience less days with stress, they get less of all the chronic conditions. That's right. I, I was saying earlier, um, I think it's 80% of people over 65 have at least one chronic disease. Yeah. Again, that's incubating over 11 to 40 years. Yeah, yeah. So they already have it. Yeah. And now we're just tracking it at 65. Yeah, yeah, and then 68% yeah. of those people have two diseases. And comorbidities are what's driving the healthcare industry and like into yeah. peril because yeah. insurance companies are like, why do you guys keep asking people to come back more and more? So now it's all about how do you actually get people better and yeah. proving that they are getting better and, and minimizing all these like compounding like ailments yeah. that people yeah. struggle with. Yeah. So and you, you're, you're speaking again on the kind of Vivian Ming maximizing life outcomes language again, just that it's so interesting to, to take something as simple as an SMS for someone around the world, whether it's someone that's older and can only handle that, mm -hmm. or whether it's someone that only has the device that enables just the SMS around the planet in lower socioeconomic status, yeah. how interesting it is for them to get those tiny notifications that maximize their health and yeah. wellness and life outcome. And we're, and we're suggesting low-tech and no-tech solutions. So it's not about something expensive that they can't access. It's about remembering to breathe remembering yes. to take a walk outside yes. remember like find out what what 
inspires all within you like what is that inspirational thing and we want to help them track it and we want to remind them as often as they want to be reminded of the things that can help them feel better and give them the agency to choose the path that they want to take i think that a lot of us are on this journey with zero clue about what tools there are for us and we google it and i i'm a googler it took me five years to learn everything that they didn't teach me in school <laughs> because I couldn't travel to ancient Greece and like get it firsthand. I couldn't go to Egypt. I, so we learned yeah. through the internet, yeah, yeah. but ultimately, um, you know, it's, it's applying it and seeing what works and seeing how it can um, incorporate into people's daily lives. Uh, and, and, and I'm the biggest user of it. I, you know, I wanted to, to feel better and to operate at a higher level. So um, the fact that 80% of the people who download this app still have it, is for me that just says that you know we're doing the right thing and and sound is powerful yes including myself and several friends as well this is that's how you do it you get people that love what you do and then they stay with it because it's it brings them value yeah so the testimonials are I, as a business leader, I need a better system of collecting those testimonials. Totally. We'll get to that. Right, right. Um, but ultimately, I mean, I think the first person that I heard from, uh, she used Euphoria to help her with chemotherapy. Um, and she knew that sound was beneficial. I think, I don't know if she was a sound healer. She might have gone to sound baths and knew that they had benefit. But to have something that she could take um, into uh, a you know, hospital or or you know, a doctor's office that allowed her to manage her pain. And then even when she was done with chemotherapy, she was still using euphoria to sort of like rebalance everything that she had gone through. So um, between those and the infographic about the guy who's using, um, using the wearable and tracking all this data, like it's, it's just all evidence that, you know, sound is healing. And, and I, (laughs) it's like how many different ways do I have to say it? (laughs) Yeah. Um, Brandon, Brandon's email is also in the yeah. bio below if you guys want to get in touch for any collaborations, um, download the app, use yeah. it. We're collaborating with, um, with uh, Mexi Caribe and uh, designing um, a sound-based sauna and hmm. building, uh, working with Life Rhythms and Robert Alexander. He's uh, composing music using the Selfeggio scale uh, and we're distributing that to spas around the world. So we're all about collaboration. Um, we're working with some virtual reality companies and they're designing like meditation games in virtual reality. And we are, again, helping them improve sort of the, the method of augmenting experiences through sound. Yes. To Those promote, collabs. to promote well-being. It's Those all labs are yeah. so awesome because, you know, you have some other, you know, great data visualizations about some of the horrible chronic illnesses that are playing our world and just the ways that we must focus on wellness and well-being to really maximize our 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 health and our happiness and our flourishing and our gifts and all this kind of stuff yeah i mean a lot of those problems are psychologically driven and and it's the environment that we live in and we need more people explaining that we live in an environment with the potential to be way better than it is and we just have to make the individual choices to pursue that and you know I'll, my business will drive that direction as long as i'm at the helm and you know we're doing as much as we can for as many people as we can so long as you know as so long as we can it's we just need the resources <laughs> i'm sure you're familiar with that perspective yes yes <laughs> so 
Yeah, so there's so, many different ways. Yeah, like yeah, you so were saying. Getting, getting to the, the business model page if anybody wants to reach out. So obviously right now you can download the app for free. Um, we are looking to you know enhance the app so it is more engaging and it is something that people will sort of recognize the value of um, and, and subscribe to it because it'll offer features that allow you to track your health and well-being, see the benefits of it, um, and, and recognize what is really helping versus what might not be. Um, that's that's the direct-to-consumer approach for businesses. Uh, we are designing these algorithms, and we want to make them available for other people to put them on their platforms. I mean, if you imagine, a, you know, we talked about Calm. You can imagine even uh, Spotify. If Spotify could augment the song that you're listening to to be healthier, then mm. you could do that through Spotify, and I don't have to create a music player platform. Yeah, yeah. However, and that's the licensing approach that we want to take. However, I do see that music is that valuable. And if we don't get that relationship, um, then, you know, we'll probably build it ourselves. But it's the same thing with Google. It's, it's you know, we can filter the Internet to help people find what's healthier versus that's what's right. harmful. I love that one. That one's a huge one that I align with a lot. Yeah. Yeah, and then on the higher corporate level, on the enlightenment level, not yeah. <laughs> on the not on the political left versus right level, on the enlightenment level. Mm. Yeah, yeah, and so with with uh, partnerships, like if you wanted to, you know, distribute uh, Euphoria to your customers or your employees, um, if, if it needs to look like it's on your platform, white labeling is what we're talking about there. And then all the analytics, you know, human resource professionals are and, and caregivers are trying to help people without knowing exactly how they feel or what they're going through. And they have to sit down with them and get those conversations going to understand and maybe send out a bunch of surveys and, and analyze it that way. And what we want to do is create a system that allows them to see the data live, knowing that, all right, some corporate announcement just went out. Everybody's like really down about it. What do we need to do as a company to get everybody back positive? We're seeing a lot of sick days and, and that's what companies are going through, like 300 what billion and yeah, yeah. revenue lost due to sick yeah. days like one the people well, some people are sick because their immune systems are shot because they've been thrown through so much stress, stress yeah, yeah. um you know and and some people just need a a, a, a break they need it for totally. just totally. you know just to yeah. just rebalance that's right and so i think again if we can catch things further upstream then we can start to balance things out in a way that don't seem so like world shifting like it's okay yeah. to let people work from home now we know that yeah. like it's okay to let people like take uh, a healthy day or or to take a, a mini break in the middle of their work day and, and these are things that it came about because covid has pushed that conversation whereas the wellness industry was paying attention to it years ago yeah interesting so there's a lot of really good data in here there's the yeah so our team. The team's super supportive. Um, you know, they've been giving me the advice similar to you. You guys have knowledge I don't have. And course, and yeah. that's how I build my team around the skill sets I, that I, I lack. And I like to surround myself with people that can um, advance me. So uh, Nardo's got great experience coming from uh, Kaiser. Uh, when is, I mean, she is, she's the toughest, toughest individual possibly that i've met like she is Whoa. she's a strong person um 
and uh, there's there's way more I want to say, but I don't want to upset her. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but she's awesome. Um, and Vlad has been my friend since um since school. Uh, we we both graduated from Brown, and he was our first investor. He has experience in the medical device space. He's that's been his entire career. He's worked for companies that have excelled and companies that have um you know exceeded their limitations in, in the whole nine yard and nine yards. And he's helped me to recognize what what the industry needs in order to allow us to make that shift. All three of them are helping me make that shift from a wellness platform to a medical solution because it can be, and, and there's so many things we can do and we just have to take the necessary steps to get there. Wow. Sounds like a fantastic team as well. And then like, I feel like we have a, a good amount of stuff that we covered. Do we have other assets that you know that, um, that I think that's, pretty good right yeah got, yeah i got through everything yeah I, I, if, if anything people might need to take a uh watch this in in spurts <laughs> i don't know if we if we tell them too much or what but yeah this is this is just the one pager um for entrepreneurs out there it's just another you're going to create a lot of documents you're going to have to send them out to a lot of people uh, you're always going to be summarizing your results and your stats and 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 pitching your product um it's an inefficiency, I guess, or, or at the same time, it's, you know, an evolutionary thing where you really need to prove something for, uh, yeah. for people to have that confidence. So and also a way to make this more algorithmic so that you can generate the data from, uh, yeah, from algorithms so that the, and design it in a way that you just kind of like do reinforcement learning with training the algorithm over time to sort of uh, like Tinder cards decide what's the best design, what's the most optimal way to show the data. Yeah. And stuff. with algorithm evolution, I, for me, it's important that it's done in a way where everybody that's involved with it, it's like, you want to make it unabusable. <laughs> and yeah. it's like, you, you want to minimize the risk of what people can do with your products or what happens to them. So, um, again, we want to even add more communication so that we can understand our, our community even better. Um, so that's that's also a big thing that our our current customers have asked for. Like, there's a strong desire to have a community where you can talk about emotions and not feel weird about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's another good thing that Boaz Gaon and Wisdo have done is they've they've went through the process in in building out Wisdo in Israel and now mm -hmm. it's all around the world 500,000 plus people are using it and and yeah people are now able to talk to other people that have went through the difficult life processes and yeah. then it creates that community and so people really want also a kind of synthesis of things like euphoria with Wisdo like you were saying with Spotify with like a Google enlightenment style like ranking of things like all this type of stuff so there's a huge, huge synthesis among us in that space. And um, I think we did a really solid job breaking down a lot of the Euphoria white paper and, and also the psychology of sound in general. Um, there's a couple things that I still think are important to talk about. I mean, we talked about this a little bit before we started, and it's, I think it's really important. It's probably important enough to, to mention um, on the way out as much as we can, if we can just mention that when it comes to underprivileged communities and helping them is that it's really important to come in and ask questions about what their needs are first. And then I really appreciated your perspective about having a hackathon for their solution. That's like a cool way to crowdsource innovation yeah. for a solution. 
And then you said, then we introduce things that they don't have and they get to pick what they want from that buffet basically. And then we build business models around what they demand. And then we can get uh, people involved that are like the higher net worth people as patrons into that style of, of assistance. And so I really appreciated that style of thought in underprivileged communities. I mean, we talked a lot about the way that kind of the future of of these sort of correlates of more enlightened experiences and just uh, people over time becoming more and more integrated with a sort of AI coach, some sort of a feedback system that happens with themselves achieving better longevity, better uh, moment to moment health, happiness, flourishing more and more of their North Star pursuits. So I, th- I feel like some of the stuff that I wanted to ask you at the end, we'll, we'll, we'll see what we can hear from you in the time that we have left on the show on these topics. But just a, a quick bit, I want to hear what you think is even the nature of consciousness and reality. My answer. Um... Consciousness to me is an exploration. Um, It's like something that exists. And at the same time, it can evolve. But it always feels like it's evolving into something that already existed. And so that's I guess that's my way of saying like to me consciousness is everything um, I tried to upload another photo for you um, somebody took an image of the solar system and it shows like these two like bubbles one above it and one below it and there's people out there who talk about um, how consciousness started as like a single thing and then it branched into two and it kind of mitosis itself into all these different stages of consciousness and um and how we're living in the third which is more like in the middle and so there are experiences and and essentially there's just like wisdom that's feeding us down here and it's it's like it's all the experiences that have sort of created the universe but at the same time like there's a piece of consciousness within each of us and it's allowed to be unique and it's supposed to be unique. And I think that it is what drives people. And, and for me, it's like this like tiny little energetic magnet that's inside of everybody. And our consciousness draws our experiences to us, even if we think the experiences are just happening. And again, that's about how, you know, this quote from Gandhi is how, and a few people have said it, but you know, our thoughts lead to, um, our, our thoughts lead to our words, our words lead to our actions, our actions lead to our habits, our habits create our beliefs, and our beliefs create our thoughts. So we're in a cycle consciously, and we have to, for me, you know, the reason, the whole purpose of Euphoria is to help people recognize if that's not working for them, and how to make it work for them. Yeah. Because for me, it's all about people trying to manifest the lives that they really want, yes. the, the the lives that they believe they're capable of having. And the challenges that they face are because of 
other people who came before them who were not thinking about them. <laughs> and I want systems yeah. that think about everybody into the future. Yeah. Seven generation principle. Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't know that existed, but it, I, yeah. that's, that's a great place for me to start. <laughs> yeah, likewise. Yeah. That's why what we're architecting right now and building is very much driven by that style of what we want the future to look like. That's more beneficial. Yeah. I, and that's, that's why yeah. I talk about how we need to get the insights of the people who are going through the struggles because it's not about us designing. I, I mentioned this after watching the, the social dilemma. Mm -hmm. It's not about the five people in California who are creating a solution for people around the world. The better solutions are going to come when we understand what the people around the world need. Need. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah. And that's the Ori Brofman's starfish. Um, also in a decentralized way is that you have to get the data at the edge facebook and it's all these big tech giants they're not actually getting data points from people at the edge that are actually the ones that are experiencing what they need in their communities and there's no feedback loop back to the corporate so that's the hierarchy versus the flat decentralized process that would enable that type of a feedback i appreciate your thought on um consciousness as well i would ge i would generally agree and that that well the point is for me was that it was we're on we're exploring infinity and mm -hmm. that we're we've been doing that we're going to continue doing that that our godhead is recursive we're entering into the metaverse soon and that you know if you want to <laughs> it's like do your absolute best to guide the trajectory of the of the planet away from the Fermi filters that are trying to impede the process of of reaching the Godhead. And that's you know, that starts with like you also mentioned, that starts with the inner work. That starts with the work on one's own consciousness, one's own awareness, and driving that more towards those God consciousness states and butterflying that out and then we can more easily get to our next explorations of that infinity. So yeah, that's, that's been a fun way. Also non the non dual oceanic marrying that with the individuation and the, in the unique artistry. So it's a very symphonic symphonic, like all one oceanic symphony, but also individual unique artists that are contributing some sort of, melody or instrument that we're playing and so it's kind of marrying it's very much so marrying east and west it's very much so like that and i think it's actually really helpful potentially moving forward in the future because there is uh, a little bit too much uh kind of non-dual melting into the ocean and then kind of like in a sense like not that important to do sdg stuff not that important to to do maximizing health and well-being for for people and so that's something that i found very interesting but there's also a lot of individuals that focus on just the individuation and never tap into the self-realization of the non-dual and if they don't do that then they're not acting from the god consciousness as well so there's a balance there yeah i think it's 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 a longer story than we have time for but sort of how the concept of god consciousness or, or unity consciousness um is introduced to to cultures and civilizations and societies that's right it's it's if, if, if <laughs> the day that we have time to talk about 
sort of like who teaches that message That's and, right. and why they taught it and where they had to teach it yeah. and and what they were up against. I mean, the story is beyond fascinating. And, and I think that, you know, we can, but the way we're exploring it now is just indicative of how valuable consciousness is. Yeah. You know, it's, it's driving our health, it's driving our economy, it's driving the way we live, it's driving our experiences. And, you know, if, if something else gets prioritized over that, um, you know, is it, is, is it just ignoring like the masses while it benefits the, the few? Yeah. Um, we just, we just got to get it to where it's, everybody benefits. There's, there's, there's our yeah. scenarios where everybody wins. Yes, yes, yes. The Nash equilibrium. It's a very, very important concept in, in a game theory to truly embody the individual can make decisions that benefit themselves and the collective simultaneously in a maximal omni-win scenario mm-hmm. it's crucial um and spot on to we will when we get to unpack in our next rounds we will get to dive deeper into specifically this that we've mentioned several times that why is it that where in the especially Western education system, is there ever a conversation about unity consciousness or God consciousness? I was never introduced to that uh, in myself in the education system. And most people that I know, even if they go through the highest levels in the university system, are never introduced to it. And that's extremely worrisome. And that's why people feel like cogs in the economic machine instead of like the divine beings that they truly are and so we have a lot of work to do in that regard at at younger ages but maria montessori the montessori method is pretty good for now following the child's pretty good and there's there's a lot of other i went to montessori school maybe that's it (laughs) that's probably why you're more actualized it's interesting seriously and that's probably going to be really important for your two kids as well yeah for this is yeah there's a lot there's a lot here yeah, I need yeah. to talk to you about that one. Yeah, <laughs> I, I need to it. switch my kids to Montessori right now. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot to unpack there, and yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot there. Cool. Some silly things. Yeah, I like to ask some silly things on Please. the show. Um, at the end, um, the first question is: Do you shower in the mornings or at night? More at night. More at night. More okay. often at night, but okay. it's more like event based. Like now that I have two kids, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. more like uh. Yeah, I'm a bit due for a shower. Yeah. <laughs> so, like today, yeah. I took one right before I came. Yeah, and that was the afternoon. So, okay, okay. so it's very sometimes, but yeah, I wouldn't say that. Um, I'm at liberty of following any level of strict routine because of the two kids and craziness with that. Yeah. So, what about when you when you are in the shower? Are you a like a, a shampoo, conditioner, body wash person? Do you do you use all three of those? Do you only use one of those? Do you use a bar of soap? Do you use a loofah? Yeah, so I think it was um, after I started losing all my hair. (laughs) I decided to start shampooing and conditioning more. Um, So, yeah, you know, it's my head will itch if I if I don't. So um, shampoo, conditioner. My wife has gotten away from the plastic bottles. So now, like, I'm getting these bars that show up in paper. And yeah, yeah, you know, they're they're working. So I'm happy about that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm a washcloth guy. Uh, Washcloth. My wife and I, we joke about that. It might be a black thing. Um, yeah, yeah. Interesting. That's <laughs> yeah. an interesting one for yeah. me to re- or think about. Too, I mean, yeah. it's just like I didn't know what a loofah was until I got to college and I started seeing other people with them. Yeah. Uh, my wife is definitely a well, she used to be. Now we got you know we just got soaps that just do it for you. So you exfoliating so you put, soaps. You put the soap in the washcloth and you yeah. get it nice and hot. Oh, and if stuff. you want to get silly, uh, I, you know I so I wet the washcloth. Yeah. I put all the soap on one side. Yeah. Then I take the soap, I put it on the other side, and I 
squeeze it tight so that way the soap is inside the washcloth. Oh, cloth, I see. And then I scrub. That's oh, so that I then keep the bubbles yeah. coming. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Okay, so you got the washcloth method. That's yep, great. That's the washcloth um, method. That's great. Okay. <laughs> um, and then are you, you like a five minute shower guy? No. Ten minute? Twenty minute? Thirty no. minute? How long? Um, are you? I would say 30 minutes on average. Okay, you like really long showers. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. I'm just chilling. You're just chilling, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. As long as I can. Um, Yeah, you know, I, I guess I don't have a routine about when I take a shower, but when I'm in there, I want to do the shampoo, I want to do the soap, then I do the conditioner, then I do like uh, some sort of like body scrub that is supposed to have more benefits than the Irish spring that I grew up on that I still for use. For sure, for sure. So in any case, yeah, there's... um. Cleanliness is is a priority. Yeah. And but I'm not like I haven't gotten to the point where I need to dictate like what I use. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm waiting for the entrepreneurs out there to tell me like this will grow your hair back. This will prevent ingrown hairs on yeah, you because like, yeah. these are annoying. Sure. sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Shaving. Um, yeah, yeah. What am I supposed to use for my face? Like, how can I like make scars go away? Stuff like this. Yeah. yeah. But what, what about? Do you do any shower thoughts? And do you write them down? Do you have a journal or like, do you do any of that? I don't write my, I, I do have journals. My, I tend to take thinking in the shower and then I will apply it to like a business concept. Yeah. It's another familiar. So it, it might, I might be thinking through a business plan or, or a pitch deck or, or consciousness sure. or, or a better way to explain euphoria or a different application of our algorithms. Those are the things I think about. Um, you know, sometimes I'll listen to like guided messages. Uh, you know, I'm a big fan of like people who, you know, share the information that they that they get through channeling. Um, and so I'm just a magnet for, you know, deeper thoughts. Like I want I'm curious about other people's deep thoughts. Um, I have my own. I love these conversations Likewise, because, yeah. you know, this is the stuff that I feel is truly important. The stuff that I want to understand, um, you know even reincarnation it's like it's not supposed to be a thing in one culture it's super crucial in another and and when you look at all the historical stories and and who's moving what needles like it's it's something that requires us to pay attention to and and see what we can do from it i mean the dalai lama said he was reincarnated like why is this not a thing (laughs) yeah the tibetan book of the dead is super interesting and they're actually trying to scientifically validate rebirth and uh science needs to become more serious about and we need to put the right incentives for science to be able to properly investigate that so we can understand it because that will lead us to a more cyclic idea of life rather than a um a linear finite one yeah yolo is fun to say but I don't know if I believe it. <laughs> How about... Okay, so now let's go... Let's do this. So you're on your way to bed. Mm-hmm. Now you have to take your socks off. How do you take your socks off? One at a time. What's your procedure? Do you go right to left, left to right? I think I go right hand, left foot. Right hand, left foot. And then do you fold... How do you fold... Do you take it off? Do you fold? Do you just throw it? Do you go? Yeah, I yank it off. You yank it off? Yeah. So you you reverse the sock as you take it. I reverse the sock. Okay. And then you do a left to right and take it off. And when you you sleep, do you sleep sleep naked? Do you sleep in boxers, briefs, t-shirt? How do you sleep? Depends on the season. Okay. Typically shirtless. Typically shirtless. Um, Yeah. Normally wearing like 
I don't know. I got into pajama pants. Oh, pajamas. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm, interesting. I'm a PJ. <laughs> I should have PJs to the mix. Yeah. yeah. That's right. Yeah. So I'm a, I'm okay. a PJ guy. Okay. Um, I think, you know, in my college days, I just slept in boxers, but I didn't have PJs. So That's now right. that I got now them. Now you got PJs? Yeah. Now we get, my, my wife gets us the Christmas PJs, so we match. You match, yeah. yeah the whole yeah. family. It's awesome. That's interesting. The whole family matches at night. <laughs> we, we have done we have done matching PJ like movie nights. We might do that tonight. Actually. Oh, that's interesting. Depends on how long this has gone and if I'm in trouble when I get home. Yeah, yeah. that's I, I I that's a that's a quite an interesting. That's a good way for fam to bond. Matching PJs and movie night. Yeah, that's what's up. Yeah, that's what's up. That's what you do with the wife. That's what you do with the wife. That's what that's what that's hey, what happens. You yeah. have fun. We have fun. I love it. Um, and and that's what matters. Yes. Yeah. Other other thoughts are: uh, Are you getting like six, seven, eight, nine hours? Of sl- how many hours of sleep are you getting? Less than the- six. Oh, you're getting less than six per night. Yeah. Damn. I, yeah. I enjoy staying up. Um, I I use my kids as an excuse. My 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 son Axton, he's like, Daddy, you need to go to bed so you're not cranky in the morning. And like, I stay up late so I can enjoy some portion of my day, day that isn't alone. dictated by you. Yeah. 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 Um, I, I do like my me time. I, I crave it. And it's, it's, I've found that if I don't relax, I get more stressed. Like I could sleep for eight hours, but if I don't chill, if I don't relax, yeah. I'm cranky the next day. Yeah. And I've had back pain. So eight hours of sleep, like the longer I slept in a bed, the more my back would hurt. So, so I, yeah, yeah. There's that too. So I got in the habit of sleeping less to, to dodge the pain and just enjoying Whoa. the evening. So, um, yeah, I go to bed around one on average and I wake up when the kids come in. So six, six thirty, sometimes seven. <laughs> Jeez. Okay. And then the last question is what is your favorite food? Man, so many words just came to my mind. Um, lobster. Lobster Ooh. is my favorite. We haven't I went to yet. I went to Brown University. Shout out to Brown. Shout out Brown. Um, Providence, Rhode Island, and Hemingways. So there was this oh. one seafood restaurant. It's like I saved up all my money of four years of college to go to this one place for dinner, like one time, and now it's like now it's I just crave lobster. But I'm on the West Coast, so my friend, shout out to Scott, um, and Kristen in the Nethercuts, we would uh, we order we'll fly it in. Um, from so legal seafoods is you can order live lobsters from Maine and they're the, the yummiest lobsters I've had. Yeah, so the lobster from Maine, that's <laughs> yeah. what's up. Yeah. So ship it in live and, wow. and, um, and find a friend from Massachusetts that knows how to cook. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, Oh wow. So yeah. you guys are getting oh my so, gosh, lobster. Yeah. Oh. So my, my mom and sister have gone vegan for Thanksgiving. So this will be unique. And then, um, the Saturday, Saturday or Sunday after we're doing the lobster lobster tradition i see so yeah i'll be happy by the end of the week (laughs) that's a novel answer love it so far yeah we have we haven't we've only been asking the silly ones in in la for a couple episodes now but it's a lot of fun it kind of like loosens up like then it tries to humanize some things we'll keep thinking of silly things at at the end to ask sure fun stuff (laughs) brandon yeah good i'm glad you had i'm glad you like those and i'm wow euphoria psychology of sound excellent work round two glad we got to unpack thanks man i'm glad you're doing this so we can have these rounds and these conversations and they're important they're important i think if we can have them other people can have them i think as each person you know makes more mindful conversations and uses mindful words that's how we create a better world you know just one thought at a time yes yeah. One more step towards a more evolved and enlightened state of consciousness and butterfly affecting from that place over and over again. I completely agree in building the 
the technologies and products that do that that help us assist in that process are people like brandon so do support him guys the links are in the bio below check out those links go and download the euphoria app the ios download link is in the bio below go download that you can also check out the white paper the euphoriaapp.com website also brandon's linkedin profile connect with him there his email is also in the bio so reach out to him if you have any collaboration investor interest or um, other interest for your uh, questions or other collab stuff reach out let us know your thoughts in the comments below on the episode what you guys think about the psychology of sound we'd love to hear from you about the things that brandon was teaching us about also do support the artists the entrepreneurs the spiritual leaders the scientists in your communities and around the world you can support simulation all of our links are below support us and go and build the future manifest your dreams into the world we love you very much thank you for tuning in Enjoy life. I think that's, yeah, that's it. <laughs> Enjoy. That's it, man. Enjoy, exactly. Enjoy life. Manifest your dreams into the world. That's it. Good job, brother. Thanks, man. I was on fire. I love it. Awesome. Thanks, everyone. Peace.